it's live. Yeah, man, I'm looking at this and just like World War Z 2 gets director yeah. David Fincher. Did you see World War Z? I did. I actually hmm. own it. Hmm. Interesting. I have the book. Movie is not movie is nothing so like the book. Nothing like the book. It's interesting, man. I mean, we're not gonna obviously barrel into World War Z tonight. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's like, if you read the book, it's, uh, basically like, it just kind of jumps from like narrative to narrative, uh, over the zombie war. Yeah. It's really cool. And, you know, there was so much weird history with the movie and, you know, the, the final product that made its way to movie screens was not really what is in the book. And I guess that's okay. Um, I'm just such a classic zombie. Uh, I like the shambling, slow moving. They start congregating into a horde together. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. You know, it, Dawn of the Dead zombie. Uh, yeah. Or, or you know, the because uh, you know that I'm a zombie aficionado, Ryan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take my zombies very seriously. Uh, they're called like the Romero zombies. You know, George, George Romero, you know, Night of the Living Dead, yeah. Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Yeah. The these yeah. the Romero trilogy. If you're a horror fan, you should have those movies. But I do like the fa- I like the fast running ones. You know, like the Dawn of the Dead remake, I thought was fun. And you know, twenty eight days later yeah. and twenty eight weeks. Twenty eight days later was a lot of fun. Yeah, even though those really aren't zombies. You know, just like infected. You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it just was kind of like you know these. I don't know, I guess kind of treating zombies like a virus, you know, they, they work like a virus and they all kind of work together like in World War Z. I mean, there's an interesting spin uh, on that, but interesting. I didn't, I didn't realize they were even working on a sequel. I mean, did the first one do that well? I mean, I don't remember it really being a... I have to look it up, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, I think it made its money, but I mean, oh, Brad sure Pitt did. showed oh, up. So well, Brad Pitt is gorgeous. Oh, Brad Pitt. He's know. gorgeous. Speaking of, go. speaking of gorgeous, dude, we talked about this yesterday. Jeff Goldblum, Jurassic <laughs> World 2. Dude, I was Dude, so he's excited. Got <laughs> so excited when I saw that. Speaking of, you know, in the Jeff Goldblum, for, I can't remember where, I, I, I don't know where I saw this, but as it was today, it was, he's, he's got a, a food truck called <laughs> Chef Goldblum's. Oh. That. And he's serving, he was serving something. I don't know. He's cooking up something and he's serving out and he's got, he's holding, there was a picture of it and he's just got his hand out and he's holding, he's holding this gal's hand with both of his hands, you know, just like classic, like yes, classic gold bloom. Just oh, dude is so cool. Oh, he, is beyond, he is beyond cool, man. But yeah, dude, when I read <laughs> that, I was like, yes, you know, uh, 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 life, uh, uh, finds a way. It finds a way. Find, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> finds a way. <laughs> Terrible <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. But <laughs> the only thing that I ask is uh, with him being in Jurassic World, I want a black leather jacket, plunging neckline, laying, oh, seduc- laying seductively on a table. <laughs> He's got to uh, be laying out. Yeah, like you did in, in Jurassic Park. So they've got to uh, do like a little something with that. Like, I, you know, they may not, uh, so they've got to be a little bit of a tribute to that pose. It's got to be in there. Man, dude, it is a Jeff Goldblum, just Renaissance, man. I'm loving He's it. He's back, baby. He's back. He's back. Dude, he it's was like never, he never gone. left. He was never gone. <laughs> I am not kidding, dude. Y- you know, if you were to say, John, you can have 15 minutes with any Hollywood actor. It's Jeff yeah. Goldblum. 
I just, just to say that, man, I hung out with Jeff Goldblum. I think that guy would be legit. I don't think there would be any sort of like pretense. I think he is exactly who, who he portrays in his characters. That's probably yeah. who he is. And that's awesome. I can, I can I think see that, that. Yeah. I just think that cat is so cool, man. I was so excited when I saw it. I think I, uh, I sent you like a, a link like immediately. And I was like, yes, Jeff Goldblum returns. <laughs> it's gonna be good dude it's gonna be good of course it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah you, man. well you really enjoyed um independence day didn't you uh the well the original one like 1995 no, the oh uh the re- no uh the sequel resurgence yeah i mean it, you know yeah. it's a it's a popcorn movie you know it yeah uh you know if you subscribe to hbo right now it literally is like you know if you've got like cable or satellite and it's, sure. like, it's going to be on all the time. Um, I have officially cut the cord, so I'm now streaming services through a really great service that... Hey! Research it. There's good stuff out there. Um, but uh, my my and subscription uh, to my streaming service comes with HBO Now, and so yeah. you, know, you can watch it on demand anytime that you want. And, you know, it's a fun movie. It's one of those... I think the, the big challenge with that was... There has been so much time that has taken place between, you know, because Independence Day was what, 95, 96, something like that. 95, I believe. Yeah, yeah. man, that was a long time ago, you know, and and to have a sequel now, there's a whole crop of people like you and I, they're going to remember the first one. Oh, sure. You know, but then there's also like these, there's going to be these, you know, youngins, these whippersnappers that may not be overly familiar with it. Yeah. I, I don't think that Independence Day uh, has stood the test of, the, talking about the first one, has stood the test yeah. of time. You know, if you go and watch it now, I mean, I own a copy of it, but if, you know, if you go and you, you watch it now, I, I just yeah. don't feel like it, it, it stands up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't think it's, it's what it's that. I mean, but the, but the first one, we have a romantic relationship with that first one. Of course. But it, it too is a popcorn movie. Like it's just a popcorn summer blockbuster. It is not, know? it's not King Lear. Uh, you know, it's not Lawrence of Arabia <laughs> or anything like that. Sweeping, you sweeping know? epic. You know, I mean, it's got, you, you had, know, you had a long haired data, you know, you in did. There. Yeah. You had data. <laughs> That's right. You know, uh, yeah. And Will Smith was, uh, oh, just bro. coming out of his fresh prince runs and Man, that, that was the that was like where will smith could do no wrong and it was like 96 and you just really it, thinking you, about you it you know i've never been a big will smith guy man that guy has just been like will smith plays will smith in the next will smith movie called will smith i mean it just <laughs> no I don't, I don't buy the hype player i don't buy the hype with will smith <laughs> i don't but yeah you know you watch uh you know one that came around around the same time is independence day well actually not the yeah. same time because the same director uh, Roland Emmerich, I believe, is the director of Independence Day, and also Roland Emmerich loves to do disaster movies. Did like, okay. uh, what's the one with John Cusack where the world gets flooded? Um, oh, like 2012. Day, a- day after tomorrow. Well, day that, after, that that, no, that John was with Jake Cusack. Gyllenhaal and Dennis Quaid. Yeah, he did that one. J- he did that no, one. John, yo, okay. Was that and he one? also did 2012 did. with John Cusack. <laughs> like Roland Emmerich just loves to like just wreck the world. Just like genocide, just blow right. everybody up. I got, I got an idea. Everyone's dead. All right, let's start there. Hmm, I like where he's going. <laughs> but he also did a a little little sci fi movie that uh, spawned a. Well, I I could ruffle some feathers with this one. Uh, I'm okay doing so. Uh, wrote 
and, and directed an amazing sci-fi picture that was ruined with a terrible, terrible television show. He did Stargate and, uh, and the TV show was oh, okay. Stargate SG one. No, thanks. <laughs> Gave us Jason Momoa though. I believe, right. Was he, or was he Babylon five? One of the I have no idea. Jason Momoa was I'm out. Was, yeah. He was in one of those rubbish sci-fi. Rubbish. I don't <laughs> I, I was so far away from that. I don't even know who you, was in it. You had no business so. being near it. So, uh, man, TV <laughs> sci-fi is such a hit and miss, man. It really is. But uh, Stargate, which I think came out like t- uh, a year before Independence Day or two years, that one yeah. really that one really holds up. I I really enjoy Stargate. You know, Kurt Russell, James Spader. Oh yeah, I really enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, really cool movie. Um, yeah, it's interesting that 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 one, at least for me, kind of holds up a little bit more. Probably because it's more sci-fi yeah. enabled. Yeah. You know, kind of builds on the idea that. You know, aliens built the pyramids and, you know, the Egyptian gods were actually an alien race that just had superior technology and there really was no magic involved whatsoever. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, so Jeff Goldblum is back. It's going to be in Jurassic World 2 or yeah, whatever it's going to be called. And dude, like Godzilla movies and King Kong movies, man, I love me some Jurassic Park movies, just dinosaurs beating each other <laughs> up. That's good stuff, yeah. man. It's good stuff. I never turn my nose up at that. So this is going to be Jurassic World 2 then. Yeah, well in Jurassic World is part of the Jurassic Park story. I mean, Jurassic well, World was yeah. not yeah, it was not a reboot. I mean, some people are like, "Oh, it's so it's so cool, but didn't really have anything to do with the first one." It's like, "We well, didn't catch that part where they were in the old part of Jurassic Park and you just didn't catch that." I mean, my <laughs> son did and he was 8. I mean, I don't know what you were watching, but <laughs> Well, yeah, that's what I mean. So it's just yeah. the, just Dude, he he recognized it immediately. He's like, Dad, they're in the old park. Uh, yeah, well, that's because so, his dad shows him some good movies. That's what's well, up. dude, we don't want we don't watch no candy corn. I don't candy corn. I don't even know where I came up with that candy, candy corn. We don't watch candy corn on the television. No way. We eat our candy corn like get, men. <laughs> get that candy corn off the television. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's you know. Sam Neill, that's that's the nice one. We want to see Sam Neill back, man. Doctor Grant, yeah, man. So anyway, enough Jurassic World. We didn't even have any plans to talk Jurassic World. It just Jeff nah. Goldblum's face just, just showed up on my computer screen. Just it's my well, you got it because this what my happens when you have it as your wallpaper. Yeah, it's my screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope it's. I hope it's like you got dual screens at your house, and it's just a really long that where you stretched out on the table in Jurassic Park. Like that would be great. We should put that up on our Twitter feed. This <laughs> this waits for you in Jurassic World. You're welcome. Yeah, man. So uh, in terms of like trailers and stuff, we don't really have anything you know nah. new, fresh, exciting. Well, which there's is been good. a few. Uh, just actually a couple hours ago, they did some additional 30 second spots for Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. There's um, a couple TV spots where yeah. you see her fighting Ares. Yeah. And that's um, uh, today is Thursday, April 27th. So just so you know that we're talking about a couple of hours ago, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Thursday, <laughs> April 27th, not probably Friday night when you when this gets posted. But there you go. <laughs> it's like these guys are fast. They really, they really get it up there quick. They're really, really, really man. They, they saw that real quick. <laughs> these guys are on it. But yeah, they're on it. Yeah, they don't mess around. Dude, yeah. Interesting. I, um, to, yeah. I, I don't really know how I feel about that. I, I feel that what we've seen in the trailers, I think, has been perfect. Um, 
it's I guess not, maybe, I don't think it's any new footage. I mean, it's just kind of like well, put together a little bit. In the, and did we did we really know that Ares was the main villain? Ares, the god of war. Ares. I mean, did we did we know that? At least um, I don't I don't, re- I don't recall reading that. Anywhere. I haven't been hugging up against any sort of news though on it, so it could have been like a known thing. But I've not been like really attached to everything that's been coming out. I, I, you know, we see the trailers, we see the teasers. I'm good with all of those things. And then I kind of, I mean, after a while, like we're good. Like I'm just waiting for the movie now. I don't need to continuously like just, okay, who's this and who's that. And there's maybe some movies I'll do that with, you know, Avengers. I'll probably do that with, and with infinity gauntlet, I'll be digging into that a little bit as it gets closer and all that fun stuff. But, but right now, like there's so much there is give you this. There is 37 science fiction superhero movies that are be coming out in the summer Dude, there's 37 lot, movies yeah. um i think up to the end of the year that's a, what it is 37 sci-fi field, comic man. book movies it's a crowded huh? field you know and dude it really is the, the challenge is dude we you know we've talked about this i mean you, you and i are, are exceptions to the rule because you know part of our task here and entertaining the millions and millions of reasonableists <laughs> who listen to us on a weekly to semi-weekly basis is you know we we want to see these films first run in the theater sure but you know when the average moviegoer again is only seeing about two to three movies uh a year yeah man because you know let's face it i mean you know the the cinema cinema fantastique is not always inexpensive man it can it can be a little it can be a little pricey and so at its yeah at its cheapest you're looking at nine bucks a ticket mm-hmm you know, at its for, for at like, its lowest like cost. Yeah, for like a matinee. Yeah, if you're doing matinee. So, mm-hmm. if you're bringing a friend with you or your or your significant other or whatever, I mean, that's a date night every every weekend. <laughs> you know, and it's gonna start adding up, man. In addition to everything else that's going on. So, it, and that's not a cheap date, man. Movies aren't cheap dates. No, and it's interesting too. You know, when you head into the the summer movie season, <clears throat> you know, it's. What I like to refer to is what is going to be this year's Battleship. Do you remember Battleship from a few years ago? A movie called Oh Battleship. my goodness. Yeah, dude. Oh, Wretched I didn't, movie. I, did Wretched. you watch that? Yeah, well, because it was on HBO. That's the only reason why okay. I watched it. Yeah, dude. I was only, you only lost time, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. Sweet, sweet, sweet moments of my life never to be reclaimed <laughs> when you when you're in your deathbed and you realize he was like man that's an hour and a half hours. i could have had <laughs> i could have had that right now yeah that, that movie legitimately blows yeah <laughs> so i you know i i, I call it you know what is going to be this what's what's this summer's battleship because you know there was so much money that was yeah. poured into that movie and it just no pun intended the battleship you know you sank my battleship i mean that movie sank hard when it came out dude and, i just and, don't like how and, far yeah, up you your own rear yeah, end making a movie off of a board game called battleship i mean just reaching reaching you gotta be drilled in there like you really gotta be up your own up your own rear end you gotta be in there yeah just loving every second of it <laughs> just so the wallering I, in your own poo poo you know i look at this crop of movies that are coming out and Comic book movies aside, I mean, we, we, we know all those, right? Wonder Woman, yeah. Guardians, Homecoming. Um, uh, I know I'm missing one in there. Who am I missing? Guardian, uh, Wonder Woman, Guardians, Homecoming. There's a Spider-Man. Four, oh, yeah. Fourth, uh, fourth one in the summer. Is there a fourth one in the summer? Or are those only the three big summer ones? I think those are... Oh, 
No, because Thor and Justice League are are going to be winter yeah. movies. Those are going to be and then movies. Dark Towers in August. Yeah, Dark Dark Towers in August. Not necessarily a comic book movie, but um, in the genre can, to say the in least. the genre. Yeah, genre is yeah. in there. Yeah. And then you've got all these other ones too. I mean, you got uh, you know Cars Three. You've got Alien Covenant and. Uh, just a ton of movies and it's like which one of these is going to be the battleship movie which is going to be the one yeah. that just releases at the wrong time after the wrong movie and just yeah. uh because there there's going to be a couple sacrificial lambs that just don't make it speaking of alien covenant though very cool uh 30 second promo video or not 30 seconds about a, it's about two minutes two minutes and 30 seconds uh and i sent this to you this morning i don't know if you got a chance to watch it or not um little uh promotional video that shows a brief link between prometheus and alien covenant uh with um oh man i'm forgetting her name actress is numi rapace uh she played doctor doctor um looking for the engineers and david you know michael fassbender played david it shows how she's putting him back together um him putting her into cryo sleep him walking through the engineer ship, very similar to what happened to him in Prometheus. I mean, he doesn't have sure. to sleep. And so he's walking through the engineer ship, learning more about them. They arrive at what <clears throat> you're assuming is the engineer's home world. And it cuts off with them about ready to drop several thousand canisters of that black goo onto the engineer's home world. Now, this is not going to be in Alien Covenant. These are just little two minute snippets to kind of, you know, fill in the gaps. So it was kind yeah. of interesting to see, you know, I don't think Prometheus huh. ended up being exactly what 20th century Fox and Ridley Scott were looking for in terms of a prequel. Sure. Right. I enjoyed it. I, I think Prometheus is good for, for what it is. Yeah. Missed opportunities. Definitely here and there. Sure. I will say though that this made me, uh, and of course I'm going to see alien covenant in the theater. I, you know, been throwing left and right jabs at it, but, uh, I don't know. I, I like the way this bridges between the two, because if you just simply go by the trailers, uh, for covenant, you're like, well, how did David end up on this colony ship? You know, I thought he was on an engineer ship. So is Prometheus just thrown out the window? Oops. Sorry. You know? (laughs) Yeah. So no, it's not. So it's still, you know, the, the question still remains though. How did he get from the engineers to this colony vessel? that we see or is it even the same david is it just you know just uh, another uh you know synthetic who who looks like david uh which yeah. could be you know possibility so it, it you know spiked my interest a little bit more for covenant at least i enjoyed well, watching cool. that little, that little yeah. video today yeah it was cool i have to take a look at that i i checked my messages i'm not seeing anything from you you didn't oh, yeah man. oh well oh brother oh, no, i'll friend. just send it again later <laughs> I'll watch it now. No, there it is. Today it's six sixteen AM. Oh man. Okay. I don't know. Well forget it. What do you do? What can you do? Life <laughs> life goes on. Yeah, so I think that's that's really about it on the movie side, man. It's kinda quiet. Which is Yeah, good. we're just kinda in the in the waiting wings, right? Like just got the movie ticket in hand, just waiting for the show to open. Waiting for uh, you know, Guardians in May and then Wonder Woman in June and everything else yeah. coming our way. All right, so you know we don't really have a whole lot you know on the table for you guys this week. Um, 
kind of we kind of we kind of got a uh, a sweet and a sour that we're going to cover this week. <laughs> I say let's start uh, with sure. this. Let's start with the sour, and then we'll finish well, with yeah. the, with well, the sweet. There's some stuff that we can. There's some other stuff that that we can we can hit before we get into the the okay the, the big meat of it. All right, go ahead. There's man. one thing I do want to mention. Things. Hit it. Yeah, there's one thing I do want to mention that I did say last week. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Magneto's role in Secret Empire. Uh, we did quite a bit of ribbing on the writers <laughs> of Secret Empire last week because we thought that um, that Magneto cover was was, was going to be a picture perfect example of what in the world is going on uh, to have a Holocaust survivor team up with a. A, not a Nazi, not a Nazi group. We know they're not Nazis, but, but cut get from with the, the same, same cloth. Yeah, get with the same. Get, yeah, <laughs> cut, with, cut from the same cloth. I think that's a perfect example, perfect way to say it. So anyway, um, it turns out the uh, the artist, um, or not the artist, but the writer, and I can't remember the writer's name right now. But he actually, uh, the people of course were jamming him up about that whole thing, and and he was just like, dudes, that's a promo art. I don't have any control over promo art, and. Uh, what I can tell you is that that image does not represent at all Magneto's role inside of Secret Empire. So, nice. Yeah, he uh, yeah he kind of came out. He after being lit up on Facebook, I'm sure, and Twitter and everything else, he was just like, "Dudes, dudes, chill, chill, chill." And you know us comic book people. I mean, we we give a lot of grace and we don't like jump on things right away. Like we really let you know we're we're not we're not we're not hyperbole. You know. We really let things slide a lot, you know. So I think that's, you know, pretty picture perfect. Uh, <laughs> you the know. tongue is firmly planted in the cheek. Yeah, you know, you know, we let you know. Hey, you know, let's give him a chance to explain himself. We're no totally knee jerk reactions over here. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> we're to- we're all reasonable. Um, yeah. So he anyway, he came out and was just like, "Hey, everybody, chill out. It's promo art. It's not representative of the story." Obviously, I'm not going to have Magneto <laughs> be a part of that. Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> like, like that's that's a little too far. And so, good, you know, good. this uh, story was not uh, spoiled, but uh, he was had to make at least that clear to just go hit the brakes, everybody. Which I hear actually, Secret Empire is pretty well received right now. Um, I uh, I took a look at a few things this week, which we'll talk about in our sweet section. Uh, oh, and, it's going to um, be so sweet. We promise so you, sweet. it's going to be so sweet. Uh, and I, after, you know, it's just the same argument we talk about a lot, but after taking a look at the Marvel, um, a Marvel price tags, I just, I had to slowly back away. You know, I was really looking at secret empire. I was like, man, let me pick up a few issues of this. Let me do this. And I'm just going, I can get volume one of this for two issues of this, right? It is so I could get six man. issues of this. Or I could get two issues of that. So I said, yeah. you know what? I'm going to go with the volumes because that's the way I roll anyway. So most of the time. So that's what happened. So anyway. Um, yeah, I think the Secret Empire I just wanted books, to reissue right? a... It's Secret sorry. Empire number zero. That's next week, right? Uh, I, I think so. You know what? You, I think that's the I release. I think so, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a five ninety nine book. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, it feels like and it feels a lot of like stuff a, was four ninety nine and five ninety nine, and yeah. a lot of their stuff was three ninety nine. And I'm looking at that, and I'm going, okay, but I could get right on the other side of the street, man. I'm looking at a bunch of two ninety nines, and they're awesome. Two ninety nines all day long on the other side of the street. And then I'm going over back to Marvel side of the street, and I'm going, 
Everything's starting at three ninety nine. I can't get anything at two ninety nine. Everything's starting at three ninety nine. And the stuff that is a good deal, which I did get a couple of things over the past few weeks um, that I've been reading. Uh, and there is stuff. There's like the Marvel Now stuff, um, and yeah. that stuff is actually priced a lot lower, and which is cool. But when I'm looking at like, dude, I'd really love to get into this new series or these new sections of stories. I can't. It's hard to justify. Yeah, you know, reasonableness. I know it kind of sounds like we're just, you know, the the bones of this horse. We're just, you know, continuing to grind into a fine powder. <laughs> we've 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 put the ashes on a mantle, and, and we just, now we're just screaming at the ashes. Look <laughs> <laughs> like what you made us do! It's a, just yeah, an emotional I, attachment, though, dude. It's it one is, of those man. things it's, where you're looking crazy. at it going. I want to do this and every week I go back and I'm like, man, I want to be here. I want to be here. And I'm just going, dude, it's so hard because once you, once you dive in that zero, number zero, number one, um, that's not going to be typically, that's not your only purchase of that series. You really want to dive into the series of books at that point. Like rad. Cool. Let me, let me keep going with the series, but it's six bucks a pop in addition to other things that you're wanting to take a look at, man. It's just, it's tough. It is, man. It is. Um, not nothing that I can even really remotely, you know, say, yep, you're, you are correct. You are correct. And, you know, I'm very interested in secret empire. Uh, you know, definitely. Yeah. I, that, that is on my, my reading list, uh, for next, for next yeah. week. But yeah, you know, I mean, it's you, you look at that commitment on on the price tag and, you know, I just recently uh, on a on a recommendation from a coworker, I uh, started looking at uh, Black Hammer from Dark Horse Comics. Yeah. And so, um, you know, really wasn't in a spot where I could head down to, to Samurai Comics. So, you know, I grabbed my iPad, downloaded the Dark Horse app and I think they're up to, I think, issue number eight, issue number nine, something like that. Oh, okay. Uh, $1.99 per issue. And in, in the, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And the first issue was 35 pages long. That's that standard comic book length, man. For, for two bucks. For two bucks. There you go. Yeah. And uh, very cool read. Absolutely enjoyed it. Uh, we'll, we'll probably check out number two. Um, I don't know if yeah. it's going to be a commitment for me. Uh, but, you know, hey, I was like, for $2, I, I didn't feel like I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, I'm, I'm really going to just going out on a limb with, with two bucks uh, to try out a book that I've never read before, but came highly recommended. And so did it, it really enjoyed it. You know, when you look at the other side and it's like, man, I really want to try out this new book. And you're like four 99, like five bucks. Oof. What if I don't like it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a large, it's a, it's, you know, and five bucks is not a ton of money, right? Like the, just the thought of like spending five to $6, $6 is not a ton of money, but it's not just about the one issue at six bucks. It's about zero numbers. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six times six dollars is thirty six dollars for six issues. Yeah, the price that's tag tough, climbs. man. That is that is climbs. a that is a tough justification. It just is. It is. It is. And so you know, you know, Marvel uh, expand a little bit more on Marvel Legacy uh, in the past couple days, and looks like they're going to be shifting a lot of characters back to their original um, quote unquote format. Thor will be back as Thor. Yeah. Tony will be back in the armor. Uh, Peter Parker will again be Spider-Man. 
Well, I don't think that's a bad idea. I really don't. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about <clears throat> the foot and mouth uh, statement about, you know, diversity from a certain Marvel uh, suit. While I don't think there was a ton of validity to that, I also think there is a large segment of the comic book population that one of the reasons why they weren't buying Thor, uh, who now goes by the goddess of thunder, um, yeah. or new Iron Man or, you know, Miles Morales as Spider-Man. Not that those are terrible characters. I, I just think that there is a, in, in DC is a perfect example of, uh, of customers of, well, customers. Yeah. Customers, readers, fans having a thirst for the original character. Sure. And, and I think that plays a little bit of a part. I don't think it's a diversity thing. I, I don't agree with that Marvel vice president saying, well, the people, reason why people didn't read, you know, uh, young African-American girl as Iron Man is because, you know, just, they don't want any diversity in their face. No, that wasn't the issue. I just think yeah. that there is a, a, just a huge thirst for a return back to characters that we remember and that we grew fond of. I mean, there's a reason why that under Rebirth, the, the, the hero Superman is one of their best-selling books right now. Uh, yeah, is that it's a it's a return back to a Superman that people were very familiar with and comfortable with, with a little bit of an edge. He's got an edge to him, but he's yeah. not like you know just uh, oh I'm detached, I'm moping, I'm <laughs> which was okay for a while. So I think Marvel is starting to see that and recognize it's like okay you know there is a desire to see some of these these characters revert back to their original form. And so yeah. it'll be interesting to see how they price those, you know, that's a, that's the kicker. A hundred percent. That's going to be the kicker. What's the price tag? You know, cause I mean, if you're going to, you know, like Iron Man, number one, you know, Captain America, number one, Avengers, number one, five ninety nine. Are you going to come out the gate? Six bucks, <laughs> man. I'm sorry, Tall order, dude. Gentlemen. I'm not in. Tall yeah. order, gentlemen. <laughs> Tall order. The the comic book phones can only can only go in so many different directions. Can't yeah, I can't justify that every week, man. It's a tough call. It is, man. What else you got, dude? Um, just so we can stop talking about it. I know. Just, just it feels like we the, just we just keep the, beating on it, but it's important to us. And and no 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 no. no I wasn't talking about that. Oh. I, was, I was actually I was actually <laughs> moving on, John. Oh okay. All right. <laughs> but the, but the thing is, if I can add one more thing to that, it, it's you know reasonable as it's not just Ryan and John. We're hearing this from you guys on our Twitter page and our face-to-face conversations that we have with coworkers yeah. and friends who read comic books. So it's not just us, you know, sitting in our recording studio just going, oh, the price, the price, the price. It's it's being said quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a bit yeah. from a number of different readers. So yeah. um you can step out of your unreasonable list and kind of take a look at, you know, what some other things are are being said. And it, it is price is a big issue that Marvel is having a hard time overcoming. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Truth. All right, man. I got no more on that. All right. So the next thing we can stop talking about <laughs> is 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 Josh Brolin being confirmed for oh, cable? Yeah, Pete's sake. Yes. <laughs> if I gotta read another Deadpool article, my friend. Oh, brother. God, you know, I signed you know, I all right, rant time. Here we go. Here we go. John's gonna <laughs> rant about Deadpool. So I opened up my news feed the other day, and the very first article from the Huffington Post was 
more Deadpool 2 news and we can't get enough. And I was like, you know what? Jump off a cliff. (laughs) I'm telling you, Ryan, I'm going to call it. Fox is going to run this into the ground. And if if the gas pedal is not stepped off of, they're going to have a problem. It's too much. It's like, don't forget about us. Don't forget about us. Don't forget about us. Don't forget about Deadpool. Don't forget about Deadpool. You know, and it's the only thing that's going to save them right now, though. I know, but there's there's going to be a point where people are going to be like this. Okay, get out of my face. Okay, and and I'm I've reached that point with these Deadpool movies. Get out of my face. Okay, I mean I know it's coming. I think Josh Brolin is a not wise pick. I really don't. Now my my opinion could change. Right. It it could change, but I wasn't one of the people who said, "Oh, Heath Ledger, bad call." I was like, "Hmm, interesting. I like where this could go." I didn't think Ben Affleck was a bad pick. I was like, "Ben Affleck is Batman with that square jaw." Uh, yeah, I can I can see that. <laughs> and yeah. mission accomplished. It. I'm, I I will say I believe Christian Bale was awesome. I love the Dark Knight trilogy, but Ben Affleck is capturing the comic book Batman where the Dark Knight trilogy really wasn't too interested in that, and that's totally okay. That wasn't the point of those movies, was to capture the comic book feel of Batman. I think Ben Affleck is doing that very, very well. You know, we we didn't think Gal Gadot would be that great, and boy, we ate all sorts of humble pie on that, and and we'll continue to do so. I just, I mean, I look at Josh Brolin, he doesn't look like Cable, he doesn't have a Cable feel. I'm looking at it's like, you know, why is Thanos in, you know, messing around with Deadpool? I mean, it just interesting, interesting casting choice. And I, I'm just, I'm not feeling it. I, 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 my initial gut reaction is that's a mess. That's a mess. Yeah. I don't know how you feel. I, you and I haven't really talked much about it. No, I mean, it's, uh, it's one of those things that, um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I saw the news and I went, okay. And put and minimize the browser. Like it, it honestly <laughs> at this point, like it's I, that I think level to me. me. Like you're, you're a little Deadpool worn out. It's like, okay, I'm just, it's fine. Like, okay, great. Cool. Like, thanks for letting me know. But it was, it was on that level of thanks for letting me know who fine, who you finally picked and who, and, and that's the thing. It's, and we talked about this before, like you spending too much time up your own, butt, you stop re- realizing that you do stink. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like you can't you can't get away from it. So, like, go get a breath of fresh air, come back in, and realize that you need to open the windows in the house. Like, you really do. Like, it <laughs> smells in there. Yeah. So it's a little game. Like, just it's a little fresh. Just op- open the open the windows. Um, and that's what I feel like with this Deadpool news. I feel like um the the teaser before Logan was was cute and funny and um, but it's so far ahead of schedule. Um, like what 2018 i mean we're that we we're, didn't we didn't even have we didn't have casting it wasn't even fully cast yet um and it was a pro and now i'm realizing that and looking back on it 20 you know vision 2020 right i'm looking back on it going oh wow so that was just like making sure people are paying attention to who's going to be cast as cable like that was still just hyping cable who's going to be cable and picking josh brolin is such a 
I think it's not a character choice. It's not like because Josh Brolin is going to be the perfect cable. It's Josh Brolin is an established character in a comic book universe. We need some more hype behind this train. Like we need to keep the hype train going. It honestly wouldn't surprise me if Chris Evans comes out pretty soon and goes, yeah, they approached me about something, you know, like it really wouldn't surprise me. Um, if, if if how many people they've approached from MCU, if they have, if they have, it really wouldn't shock me at all. But and again, just so we can stop talking about it, that's out there. I'm, uh, you know, I wrote it down as a note, and that's really kind of all the feelings I have for it. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I'm not adding anything. <laughs> anything else will just be another rant. I'm just just okay. I'm exhausted on Deadpool. Cool. <laughs> go away. Go film your movie. Yeah. With your snarky and your smart assery right. and your yeah. wink wink and your nod nod. Just go do it. Yeah. And just be quiet for a while. It, it's, stop stop talking about it so I can like it. Like yeah, <laughs> give right? me an opportunity yeah, you're, to you're, like it. You're kind of putting me in the corner where I'm not going to like this already because you've been, you know, sticking it up my nose for like the last you know, you're going to hate it on principle. <laughs> exactly. And I don't want to do that. I mean, that's the worst, right? When you're just like, like and I hate this because they've just been, you know, like I said, sticking it up my nose every time I turn around and okay. I, you know, and also, you know, to add on top of that too, you know, uh, you know, Brolin gets cast as, um, uh, as Deadpool. I'm as Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Reynolds is out guys. Josh Brolin is in as, as Deadpool. <laughs> Josh Brolin's in. He's, he's cable in Deadpool too. Uh, but they, they've also announced, you know, uh, the next X-Men film will be dark Phoenix and then, you know, new, mu- new mutants as well too, for, uh, 2018. Yeah. So, you know, the Not X-Men train, you know, it keeps chugging along, keeps doing its thing, you know, again, from, from the reasonable fanboys over here, uh, the wary eye is like, we're looking at you, you know, <laughs> it's <laughs> with your X-Men movies. And what I found kind of interesting, but not really surprising was, oh, we're not really sure if Dark Phoenix will follow what was established with Apocalypse or if we're going to be doing a reset. And it's like, oh, bro. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. Re- recast everybody again. You know, Super weird. Fox can't make up its mind about its Marvel yeah. movies. Back to the drawing board. We go again and recast. You know, everybody. it's the best. But right now, that's the best option they got <laughs> is to go back and try again. Right. Like, it's really. Right. I know. I did just. But, but they like, can't. But they can't. Because with Deadpool, <laughs> with Deadpool, they, they, you know, right from the get go. Yeah. That this is in the X-Men world. This is in the X-Men universe. And he is self-aware of his origins timeline version. He is self-aware of his, you know, the but reworked timeline version, yeah. how that, that lasted all of, you know, two minutes and 33 seconds. Uh, so now you've got Deadpool in the middle of all of this. So you can't really go in, in, in re-scrap everything. I think you can still role James McAvoy uh, as Xavier. But one thing that, that, you know, Fox has promised is that the Xavier Magneto uh, dynamic is done on film. And to that, I will say, thank you. Thank you. It, it's, it's, it's a, it's a relationship that that comic book fans will, will always appreciate and be drawn to just because of how um, intense those characters are towards each other. They're sure. they're friends. Yeah. They're they're brothers. They're partners. They're enemies. They're 
idealists. They agree, but then they disagree, but they are also in agreement in their disagreement, but they disagree on how they agree. You know, I mean, it's just so many different <laughs> layers, but there's yeah. really nothing left to explore cinema wise yeah. with that. It, it's, yeah. it would, again, it'd be like, you know, having Lex Luthor again as your Superman villain. And yep. So that's cool. I mean, so I would like to see James McAvoy return. I really liked his his role as Professor sure. X. I really did. Or do they just go Dark Phoenix with no Professor X? Do they bring in the alien uh, aspect of it? Do they bring in the idea the the well at least in the comic book it was an in an eternal cosmic presence that chose right. Jean Grey? Or yeah. do they do the goofball cheesehead? last stand version where it's just like you know her angry side don't get her angry because here comes the dark phoenix you know you wouldn't like me when i'm angry yeah, you wouldn't like me when i'm angry <laughs> i destroy planets <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no dude but um no but i i do disagree with you on the deadpool thing they could it's so easy to write that out like it's just that's deadpool Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, that's true. that's just hundred percent Deadpool. Oh, we're switching it up again. Then right, you know, we get we get the mocking of the switch switch of the universe. Everybody laughs hysterically for the next five minutes because Bellows Deadpool audience because <laughs> Deadpool audiences cannot contain themselves. No, so everything is hilarious. <laughs> just, everything is so. Just I, it would be. It, it would make more sense for Deadpool to actually write in um, breaks for laughter like they might as well just pause dialogue in a in a movie just so they can let the laughter die out and then they can continue with dialogue it really would make sense for that well, to happen well, and well because ryan no one else gets that humor but deadpool readers i mean oh the, yeah the, you know the rest of us i mean even and, though we read comics we, because we're not completely immersed in everything flavor of the month deadpool we just don't get it <laughs> well, meanwhile john was tough. reading deadpool while you were pooping yellow in your diapers <laughs> <laughs> well that laugh lets us know that laugh yes. lets us know that oh, we that man. we are out i cannot not said, get it i cannot set foot into the harkins <laughs> queen creek 14 cinema without just thinking of that beastly woman in her bellowing during that deadpool <laughs> teaser trailer it will. It is with, oh, what a what a monstrous woman that was! Just beastly in her bellowing. It's like a yeah, brother. I'm not, getting, I'm not getting back into that. What a what a disaster she was. All right, all right, we're done. She probably listens we're done to the show. It. I know. She's like, Ooh, I wonder who that was. <laughs> I didn't hear anybody laughing. <laughs> Because I was, it's because I was sitting behind you, you ding dong. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hear anyone laugh, and I wasn't laughing. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, do we want to move into uh, some Iron Fist? Yeah, dude. Let's. Uh, I know, man. I've had so many people was like, John, have you finished Iron Fist? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what do you think? I'm like, you gotta wait for the show. Gotta wait for yeah. the show. That's cute, man. I tell you, I I have been. Dreading, I can't contain. I know. I can't contain I know. it that way. And guys, just, you know, we sincerely mean whatever. this. I, I've been dreading this part of our show because it just, uh, man, I just don't want it to paint this picture that like, yeah, you know, we were so skeptical of Iron Fist when it started, yeah. And then for us to get to where we're at now, and guys, we're going to tip our hats. Um, we're, we don't have a rosy outlook on, on Iron <laughs> Fist, okay? Let's just get that out of the way. Um, 
I, you know, I just don't want people to hear this and just go, well, they just came in with like a sour attitude. Um, <clears throat> if you go back and re-listen to our, our pre iron fish shows, we called out the people who said, this is racist. We called them out. We said, no, what, you know what? You're, you're wrong. You're wrong. This show is not racist. Now that I've, you know, watched all was how many episodes was it? 314 episodes. I think iron fish yeah. was, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, if you watched, yeah, yeah, 314 around. 314 <laughs> episodes of Iron Fist season one. Exhausting. It was exhausting, Ryan. Is that, um, you know, I walked away from it really not thinking it was racist at all. I I, I'm sorry. I just don't. I, I don't see it there. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. You're selling it to me, but you're selling me rubbish. I did not see racism. I'm going to go right out and say it. I think you agree. Reasonable fanboys podcast did not see racism in this show. I mean, un- unless maybe you saw something different than I did. No. Well, um, that uh, I, what I can tell you is the rhetoric um, that we saw over and over and over again. Um, I might just kind of rant a little bit here. Yeah, go ahead. The, I, I the ranted. The, it's your turn. It's your turn to rant. Okay. All right. Good deal. The things that we, that we did see before Iron Fist aired, they showed the first six episodes to people, um, to critics, and there was a lot of, this is racist, this is, I don't like it, and this and that, and then it really just kind of went off on this, um, this narrative that started to kind of echo around this show, that it's... Um, that it's just culturally insensitive and it's just just bad news. Um, <clears throat> then they started to go after the fight scenes after the racism, and they were just like, you know, the fight scenes are, are terrible, and, um, you know, we had it great with Luke Cage, and these fight scenes are awful. And uh, I tell you, after... Well, we'll talk about fight scenes later, but uh, the same thing we've been saying for the past four weeks. Um, but the racism stuff, I tell you, that narrative died the weekend that that iron fist aired and and i and i find that kind of interesting that all of the all of these critics were just saying that this is this is the racist most racist thing i've seen like this is this is awful why is netflix behind this why is marvel okay producing this this is you know and people were just really offended but yet no one came no one came to uh, to the agreement table. No one came to the. No one. No one else decided to join that narrative, and no one else decided to join that same rhetoric that everyone was pumping out before the even show came, before the show came out publicly. And I tell you, no one came to the defense, at least on a major level, going, "No, no, no! Look at. Let me show you. Let me point out like how this show is culturally insensitive. How this show is racist." Um, no one did that. Every critic never backed up what they said. They just decided to throw this this uh, um, <clears throat> bullcrap out and decide <laughs> a little self edit right there. I love dude, it, dude. Okay. I'm like, I get, I'm getting yeah. worked up over this bull, this garbage. Crap. It's garbage. <laughs> it's rubbish. This, this cotton headed ninny muggins. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so. I, I don't know. I, I got really frustrated when I'm not seeing a consistency, especially with people that are that are calling someone this this term, this racist and and insensitive term, but yet have no leg to stand on and have no ground to stand on and have not come out, or at least I haven't seen it, have not come out and said, This is why, this is why I felt this way. Now that everyone's seen it, I can show you like everything that I was experiencing inside of this thing. And I think it was an easy target uh, at the time. I think it was people not understanding uh, the storyline of Iron Fist and the original origin story of Iron Fist. Um, and, and it was an easy target to just go, that's racist. And as soon as you say something like that, as soon as someone of, of clout 
says something like that, it's not fact-checked. It's not, no one's going behind them going, whoa, 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 like, wait, like, you need to, you need to back up your train a little bit because it's not. Everyone is just kind of jumping along the bandwagon because, well, if this critic says it and he get that he got that many clicks on his review, man, I tell you, I'm going to put something even more inflammatory or I'm going to put something out there that's that's on this show as well. Negative. And as as surprising as it was. I don't know if it was gave it better press or not, but Iron Fist was the um, most one of the one of the highest it was the highest streamed show that on Netflix's catalog when it launched. So it beat every other Netflix show, including House of Cards, um, when it premiered. Wow. And so that's, I didn't, I didn't, that's I didn't some, know that. I didn't realize that. That's interesting yeah, information. It, it hit a record. And I, you know, it could have been people just going, is this, you know, let me check out this racist show. Um, <laughs> and let me, let me get mad about something. I got, I got to get mad about something right now. I don't want to get mad. <laughs> <laughs> www.creedthoughts.com slash gov www.creedthoughts yeah, creed thoughts. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can find it there and I think I think it's you know I don't get it uh, personally um, the, the that whole thing but I, I think it's really interesting that no one no one came back on their you know no one came to the rescue of their own writings going no 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 this is really racist and you guys need to see why no one did that and I think that's really kind of a picture of what they were, what, what kind of how full of crap people were um, yeah. and just trying right. to call, you know, trying to get clicks and trying to get um, ad revenue on their websites and just being inflammatory and um, creating rumorville, rumor mills and, and everything else. So, yep, just another middle finger to the critics on, you know, just trying to start drama when there is no drama. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm just like teetering off my rant now because whatever. <laughs> but but well, yeah, that's where that's yeah. where I was at with it. No, you're you're 100 right, and and you know I know that we can start wading into some some choppy waters. You know when we start talking about so-called cultural appropriation and and things like that, and we're not going to go in that direction here, guys. That's not what this show is about. Okay, and so and we're not here to to ruffle feathers step on toes. Uh, you could be someone who watched iron fist and you know, maybe you were offended by it. Um, okay. Um, you've, you've have the right to be offended. We're, we're not saying that we just sure. feel from our perspective that many, 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 and we're, we're going to get into what, what our complaints of the show were. And they had nothing to do with Danny being a white guy who does Kung Fu. It had nothing to do with that. Uh, so-called a cultural appropriation. If you were offended by it, okay, you, you, you have that right to be offended. Uh, we also, and we respect that, we may not agree with it. We, we may think some of that, uh, you know, being offended is, you know, not based in, in a lot of fact. That's our opinion of it. And so we don't want to sure. um, disrespect your opinion. We're going to ask that you respect our opinion. And, you know, like I said, well, I think it's a good way to just kind of leave it at that. We just didn't really see what some were, were saying. Now, in terms of criticisms of the show, in Reasonableness, we, we literally could go all night, and we're not going to do that to you. And when it was all said and nope. done with this show, there, there were several things that just repeatedly stuck out to me um, with this show. 
I was I was never really given a reason to be sympathetic or empathetic with Danny Rand. He they never really gave me anything to say, oh man, I really feel for this guy right now. I feel for his plight. I feel for his journey. Now, anytime it started to go in that direction, he would throw a temper tantrum or he <laughs> would mope. This is all my fault. I mean, the series ends with him going, the bridge to Kung closed. It's all my fault. You know, we were joking that if you did a drinking game and you took a, took a shot every time you heard Danny say, it's all my fault, you would be just, you know, you every, would, you every, would die of alcohol poisoning. Yeah, every piece of laundry <laughs> to the wind, you know, I mean, just like everything, <laughs> you die of alcohol poisoning before the first episode's over. Uh, number two, who was the villain? Who was the villain? Was it Gao? Was it Sensei? Was it uh, um, man, Danny Rand's mopey side? Danny Rand's mopey side? I don't know. I don't know. Number three, uh, Ward sucks. My gosh. <laughs> Every time Ward would come on the screen, I was like, get him out of here. Talk about a character that had no redeeming qualities whatsoever. None. There was no empathy for this man. No sympathy. <laughs> Nothing. He sucked. He sucked all the time. And the the series ends with Ward and Danny's pictures now hanging in in Rand Enterprises. Ward is a psychopath heroin addict who sank bodies and killed his father. And we're just like, herpin derpin derpin derp. He's totally okay to run a business now. That was insulting to my intelligence. It, that was insulting that he managed to make it past the first season. I'm sorry. I, I don't. Do you agree? That was insulting to me. I. <laughs> he sucked. After, he sucked. Dude, after after so many after so many things of after so many of after so many times where I'm like, just okay, okay, just let's move it forward. And when's the next episode? This episode is 53 minutes long. Okay. <laughs> Um, and I tell you, the, I tell you after, after the, the first, after the third episode of watching Ward, um, talk with vocal fry, oh. I think, and that was his character choice, I guess, because he just talked like this the entire time. And it's just so grating and, uh, joy. I don't understand. Dad, uh, dad, dad, it's not fair. <laughs> Just, oh, God. I love it, dude. You're nailing it. You're nailing it. <laughs> let me let me push my terrible haircut back. <laughs> Just like I can't. Ah, uh, it's so bad. And it's so good, you know it's so good. <laughs> it's like that. Ter- it's like a terror. It's like they took Buffalo Bill out of <laughs> silence of the lambs and put him in, gave him a Starbucks cup. Like that's <laughs> like, okay. Put be kind of a hipster, <laughs> kind of a hipster, <laughs> but still be a psycho, <laughs> like, you know? Oh, that's awesome. I don't dude. get it. Anyway, that was, you know, with Ward, I'm with you there. Like <laughs> dude, just, uh, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and then he takes heroin and then he takes heroin yeah. and he slows down even more poor <laughs> <laughs> me yeah Just, man. i know War- i got a text from uh, a, a friend of the show uh kelly um who who is who is out there in arizona He's, they've got their own show and YouTube channel called Cat Bear Films. Um, pimp you guys a little bit, but I got a text from him and he just texts me just like, Ward is a bitch. Like, I he cannot is. handle it. I, I use that term too. I'm like, I cannot take any more of this guy. He sucked. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it after that. I'm like, dude, <sighs> I, dude I got you. Like, so, I don't know what's happening with that character. Yeah. Harold was just equally as just predictable. <laughs> stupid cliched quote-unquote villain uh which is too bad the actor's name is is completely escaping me right now um yeah if you could look that up um you know he was fantastic in 300 he was great in um you know the two towers and return of the king and the lord of the rings trilogy he played faramir he was fantastic in those roles uh, again, great in the 300 and 300 Rides of an Empire. And he, you've got a guy who's got some really great acting chops, a little bit of kind of a character actor uh, in some ways, who probably really could have just chewed through this role. And he was just predictable. It was, everything he did was just predictable. It's like, you know, when he came back from the, the dead the second time, you knew he was going to kill Kyle. I mean, you saw that coming, you know, oh, when, yeah. he, when he sits him down for ice cream. I'm like, well, here's where he kills Kyle, and boom, he he kills Kyle, and which that was not even like the exposition of the of the of the bipolar switch was not even set up, and so all of a sudden, like he's in the car and he's cursing him out, and then he's telling him how much he appreciates him, and then he's and then he's killing him, you know, he's then he's digging his eyes out with a ice cream scoop or something, like it's just after it, it was it's exhausting. To try to keep up with how much bullcrap you had to wade through, had to wade through. <laughs> like, joy, you, <laughs> joy. You don't anyway. <laughs> <laughs> cracking ourselves up. It's like you don't really think this is Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, you suck, Ward. Everything about you sucks. So David uh, Wenham is by by the okay, way. Okay, yes, uh, David Wenham. Thank you, Meacham plays Harold Meacham. Uh, the last thing that boy, man, I just feel like we could go on and on. The last thing, though, Ryan was the and, and you pointed this out uh, in our Iron Whiff episode. There is there was painful lack of of just continuity happening within this show perfect example i want to say i think it was either episode nine or episode 10 i'll be very transparent guys these all started just bleeding into one after a while i i got to a point i honestly did not know what episode i was watching i watched the same one one and a half times before i was like wait a minute i've watched this one already no lie no lie and i was just like god bless it all to heaven i'm watching this one and a half times i'm a fairly intelligent man and i just blew it so 
I think it was like episode nine or episode 10, one of the two. Joy and Ward have been ousted, and Danny have been ousted from Rand. Okay. Right. They got they got the boot from they, the board, they got right? The, they got the old heave-ho, right? They were thrown out by corporate, their- Corporate but, espionage at its finest. Right? They got picked up by their, you know, uh, belt loops and just, you know, tossed right out the door. Danny has no idea that this is going on. And <laughs> no he, clue. No clue. <laughs> He's- and so he writes in he, China fighting the drunken master wannabe. Oh gosh. And so <laughs> he, the next time he interacts with joy, she tells him straight up that they, they have been ousted. Oh, cause he's going to get the truth serum, uh, for gal. Oh yeah. Uh, which ran enterprises just apparently just has that laying around. So dude, how often is sodium? Okay. But seriously, sodium just, I hate to interrupt you. Yeah. No, but please like, interrupt dude, me. Interrupt. Like me. how many, how many action movies and how many just like, how old is that trope of like sodium pentothal? I don't know. Sodium pentothal. Sodium. Like, and it's just, as soon as I said that, I remember, I remember exactly what I was doing. I was watching it on my lunch because I have to waste my lunch hours watching this movie, <laughs> this show. I like, sacrifice playing with my son, going out with my wife. <laughs> so many things I've missed out on. It's and I just, as soon as they said that, I just, I fell back and I just fell back into my chair. I'm in the break room. There's people around and I just go, <laughs> like just, oh, just so, it's so, oh. and so, Joy and Danny, they they cross paths. She's telling him that they've been ousted, and she tells him, "We can't even get in the building." And he's like, oh, "Okay, I'm on this mission, and it's all my fault." And the <laughs> very next drink. scene, Danny's in the building. <laughs> Two scenes after that, Joy is in the building. <laughs> I, guys, we're not lying. If we're lying, we're dying. But there's so much truth being spit right now that my microphone's wet. I mean, it's just that is terrible, sloppy, and Ryan, stupid writing. It's stupid. It's when we read comic books, I'm going to grab a comic book right here because you all can see it. I've got Superman Volume 2 Trials of the Super Sun. Great book, but it's a comic book. And I've read this and there were a couple panels in there. I'm like, oh boy, comic book writing at its quote unquote finest right here. But it's a comic book. So you expect that, right? Even in the most highbrow of comics, you're going to get those panels. You're like, oh boy. Yeah, this is a comic book. So I can take a lot of that. That comes with it. But the writing was so just brain fart dead time after time after time. That it made the characters look weak. It made their decisions look stupid. It made yeah. their their uh, impulses and their drive for them just convoluted. Like there is no way, there is no way that Claire could have gone toe to toe and fought with Iron Fist and Colleen Wing. Now, if you read the comic books, you know Colleen Wing is legit, and she's going to be a part of the Defenders. Right. And rightfully so. Well, she's been trained by hand. She's been trained by the hand. Colleen Wing in the books. And I will say she was one of the parts of Iron Fist. I thoroughly enjoyed. I enjoyed yeah. the scenes with Colleen Wing. If there was in and joy would be another one. But yep. the thing with joy is she spends the entire uh, season essentially being Danny's advocate 
being Danny's uh, looking out for him. And then she's going to betray him at the end for no apparent reason other than he killed her psychopathic father in one of the, and you called it, in one of the worst anticlimactic ends to a, a season finale that I've ever seen. I mean, just, I couldn't believe that was in the, that was the boss fight. Yeah. Like, is this the boss fight? This is the boss fight. This is the boss. He's fighting Harold Meacham, (laughs) a guy who's been, who, who effectively the only training we've ever seen him do is punch on a punching bag. And this is the, this is the, the top notch against the protector of Kun Lun. Like we're, (laughs) we're pitting the homeboy who's been locked in a loft for 20 years, punching a punching bag and moping. And, and drinking, drinking and drinking like what looks like kale juice or you know <laughs> chlorophyll <laughs> the stuff that tony stark was drinking in Iron Man right too. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that versus the the protect the, the iron fist the the protector of kun lun the the defender of the innocent the, the, the chosen yeah, one the chosen one yeah yeah right? apparently like so this, apparently oh, he can okay. go toe-to-toe right. yeah he can go toe-to-toe they with can, that not miss a beat it, <laughs> It's so in that's when you think about the inconsistencies, you think about that's your final boss fight. We've already seen the hand come out uh, with a super nice sensei guy, right? Mr. Sensei is super kind and super nice and turns out he's like one of the heads of he's the bad guy, Ryan. Surprise. Yeah. Again, saw that coming from a mile away. Right. And apparently it takes, you know, Danny and, and Colleen do a number on him and, and, and Danny, they're barely keeping up, and we're barely keeping up with Harold Meacham. Yeah, it like, dude, it was insulting, real. Ryan. This show was insulting. On, on it would have been so better to levels. see Ward and Harold fight. <laughs> Dad, like I don't, that would have been a fair match. Dad, <laughs> you're punching too hard. Uh, it hurts. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I, I. And I pointed this out to you earlier today. And end of the what was it? Thirteen episodes or fourteen? I think it was thirteen. Thir- it was thirteen. Thirteen. Lucky number thirteen. So episode thirteen ends. You know they 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 beat the living heck out of that scoundrel Harold Meacham, and <laughs> the fight of their life. The fight- <laughs> The fight of their life. It's the fight of fight of their life. (laughs) Harold Meacham. You just think of how Daredevil got just his can handed to him repeatedly by the hand. By the hand. (laughs) And he's got Punisher and Electra fighting with him. Backing him up. (laughs) But Harold Meacham. Danny Rand can't beat Harold Meacham without help. Oh my gosh, man! Maybe he's so empowered bad. by the hand. You know what? It's so bad. An olive, I'll extend an olive branch. Maybe he's empowered by the hand. He's got some strength. He's uh, got. He's well, diff, you know. okay, yeah. He he does have something that, that is going to keep him from dying. And and it it did. Okay, yeah. Play devil's advocate a little bit here. Yeah. It it, it seemed like that after his you know second quote unquote resurrection that he did he he did seem a little bit stronger a little bit more um yeah determined. Okay, so we can play that still still yeah yeah that should have been yeah. like you know um 
not that should be like the a mid-level boss in Mortal Kombat, right? It's not it's not quite <laughs> Goro. Okay, you haven't hit Goro yet, but right. it's like, you know, Sub Zero. Okay. Sub Zero. That's what I was thinking. Like you're fighting Sub Zero. <laughs> you're fighting Sub Zero. So um man dude there i lost i wasn't gonna mention oh yeah so episode 13 you know they save the day harold me barely survived harold meacham and danny tells colleen to come with him to kong Lun because the bridge is open oh and by the way introducing davos in like episode what eight seven or eight like halfway into the series and again davos is a character in the comic book so if you read iron yeah. fist comics don't know who Davos is, but you got to remember, not everybody watching this is going to have that um, right. knowledge base. It's not going to have yeah. that. So you have to have some exposition for these characters. Yeah. Okay. Marvel writers for TV MCU. It's called exposition. Look into it. I know your comics have it. Your shows need to have it as well, too. Davos just shows up and we're supposed to number one, know who he is. We're supposed to care about him. We're supposed to side with him. And when he mopes off at the end, we're supposed to feel bad for him. It's like, well, get out, get off my TV. You <laughs> get out of here. You suck so, too. <laughs> you know, get, I have out, an, I have get, an, get on out, get, get, get on out now. You know, just seriously. It just, I haven't, he just shows yeah. up. Oh, I'm Davos. You know, you're the chosen one. And why is he Irish? Too. He's like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm the man. chosen one. Yeah, but he was another one whose plane crashed and they found. I don't know. And so, oh God. Let me add to that. I'm adding to the yeah, Davos please, thing, dude. It, it, um, I felt I felt this stunk, way. He and stunk too. Davos was terrible. We, we had a we had another friend of the show, uh, Mr. Greg. Uh, mm-hmm. Write us again, which is awesome. Thank you, Greg, yeah, for, yeah, Greg, for writing yeah, us. Yeah, Greg is always ready with the emails, man. I love it, dude. This I applaud you, sir. Uh, if you're listening to this episode, which I expect you are, yes. But I applaud you for writing this email because this took a good. Uh, so when I write emails, <laughs> I yeah, he sent an not, exposition to us, man. Like he wrote an email. He wrote a letter. Uh, it's it's got four main points about Iron Fist, and it's wonderful. But I agree. Um, and I think it's, it was thinking about this and then I'm, I'm just kind of echoing some of Greg's statements here that, um, not only is Davos something, someone we're supposed to care about, apparently Davos, you know, and I haven't read Iron Fist comics and so I don't know the comic book, but let me, let me get there. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. Dude. The last Iron Fist yeah. I read literally was like early eighties. So yeah. So my knowledge base is about as yeah. deep as yours. Right. Yeah. I don't know the Iron Fist. I know as much as I know from like Marvel video games. Like that's where I know Iron Fist from. Marvel's Capcom. Like that's my that's my that's my depth of knowledge with Iron Fist. Apparently, but apparently, Dad, this Davos character was with Danny. You know, th- I've been hitting my mic all night. It was with Danny um, inside of Kunlun, and and they both grew up together in the training. And Danny does refer to him as like his brother, like his best friend but treats him like garbage like the entire time he's with him like doesn't tell him anything lets him mope around like that's just where it is like but doesn't trust him they don't like confide in each other they don't they don't get together and just like man like we really need to work this out like how are we gonna let's do this let's plan of attack let's get going you know it's it's all why are you disrespecting the iron fist like why are you why are you doing they're just yelling at each other the whole time like so you've got another character who's full of this dialogue that's just continuing and just yelling um, at uh, danny just yelling at danny (laughs) 
<laughs> but we're offering no we're offering no redemption of of a superhero. We're not seeing it. We're not seeing Danny go, you know, all the iron and sorry man, but all the iron fist moments um just are you kidding me? Like how many they had if they had 13 episodes, they had 5 episodes worth of when the Iron Fist actually appeared on Danny. Like you're calling the show Iron Fist but you're not even using the power and I'm and I'm supposed to see the biggest the biggest hit he does is on on low level um of foot soldiers essentially. Like he doesn't even use the Iron Fist when he's in a boss fight. Like how stupid is the like i'm so angry because you've got you've got daredevil who doesn't have really have powers right like he he doesn't have super strength he's blind but he can can essentially see like he's got this weird vision thing that he can really work out like he can work in the dark that's his superpower luke cage brawler invincible can just go there's a tank and go through anything jessica jones kind of same idea um He's throwing haymakers. We talked about it last a couple weeks ago. Throwing haymakers all day, right? But Iron Fist, you would think, like, would power up his hand and just go to town on some folks. And throughout the entire series, every time he lights that thing up, he's hitting like concrete and he's hitting the ground. And he—I don't know if he ever actually hits a person with it. Um, we never really see that reaction to it. And I swear to Jimmy. I, John, I'm so angry when, and uh, you know the scene I'm going to talk about yeah. is when he powers it up. He's sitting there and he's focusing. They're like, "Focus your chi, focus and your chi, focus your chi, man." And, and he powers it up. And he, when he, if he powers it up, and then he opens his hand, and the iron. Fist is still lit up and it's like the most this is the show like that was like the big reveal is that Danny doesn't have to keep his hand clenched but he can open it too. O- open hand slaps open hand iron fist and that's when he heals Colleen wing yeah from the poison or whatever but I just like I just when he when that was like like they set that cinematically up as like a big moment reveal i'm just gone i'm just you were done oh you serious goodbye come on like that's your that's that's now we're having the big moment like he does the cool thing and they do the slow motion thing when he slams on the fist and all the windows break in in rand tower and like all the guys go flying but other than that like i'm not seeing the iron fist used very it's used very sparingly um he never really calls in calls into what I would think would be um, like the miss. He never really gets to call the mysticism of the iron fist in the iron fist TV show. Like all we see is this like wink or like this hint of the super fist that he's got on his hand. Like, okay, congrats. We get that. Like the show's called iron fist. Like I'm understanding that there's something going on with his hand, but we can't see any sort of mysticism happen from that. Like, isn't like, isn't what he's, I was thinking he was going to be calling down this like power suit that was going to kind of like give him the mask. And he was going to be like, that was going to be the final energy. And he would have had to summon all of his chi to defeat gal. 
Like that's honestly thought what I thought was going to happen. I thought he was going to be yeah. going after Gao and that he would defeat Gao and then the hand would resurge with their new leader who is like all powerful and this crazy god of a guy and like they would, you know, then that's where we get the defenders. Like I really thought that was going to be the exposition. Gao would be defeated with the Iron Fist. The Iron Fist fills his chi and he's ready to go. And boom, we're back. We are ready for the defenders. But no, we're not. We're, <laughs> you know, we're not. Yeah. And it's like, and that's the ending that I expected. I really expected after the end of all of these episodes to finally find some redemption. And I was just like, dude, like that would be redemption for me. Like I figured like that would be a cool storyline to see is him fight Gao because we know Gao has these like crazy like can kill you without touching you kind of thing. Yeah. Like she has kin- kinetic kind of powers, um, which is cool. I want to see that in action. I thought that would like align with iron fist and they would, I don't know, man. <laughs> so defeated. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it's, it, it hurts me to continue to talk <laughs> about it. Okay. It just, uh, I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't know what you mean, dude. Um, well, and what I something well, to note, yeah, yeah. Go, well, what I was going to mention is, you know, the the very last episode where, uh, you know, Danny oh, takes yeah. Colleen with him to Kung Lun. They're, <laughs> they're climbing the Himalayan mountains wearing like light New York winter jackets, no head covering. Got some North Face jackets. On. North Face jackets on. <laughs> no climbing gear. It just that was the final, just like slap to my face on. Gotcha. Gotcha. We got you to sit through 13 episodes of this. We gotcha. And it it was work to me, Ryan. Watching this show was yeah, was work. And yep. I I am very concerned uh about the future of TV MCU. And without getting too much into one thing, because what we're gonna get closer to this as this movie comes out. There have been some interesting reviews for Guardians 2 where some critics have said, not really our thing. Others are saying, sophomore slump. We're seeing as Marvel's starting to lose their, their mojo. And, yeah. um, and I'm not going to come on them because I haven't seen the movie. So, and, and that's not what we do here at Reasonable Fanboys. We don't critique and then go see it <laughs> because right. far too many people do that. But I feel after watching Iron Fist, I'm not feeling real good about quality control right now. I'm just, I'm not. Yeah. The yeah. quality control was not there on this show. And it just begs the question, did this show need to exist? Did Luke Cage need to exist? Because I can tell you what, these two very easily could have been a series together. Very easily. Luke Cage and, I Iron, mean, Luke I, Cage and Iron Fist could easily have been a series together and cutting out a lot of like you, like you referred to it many times CSI Luke Cage and Danny. It's all my fault. Rand. I mean, it's just daredevil made us care yeah. about daredevil. Um, the characters that were introduced in daredevil, Claire, the Punisher, Electra, not so much, yeah. not so yeah. much. Um, but at least, you know, Frank Castle, Claire, Man, dude, I just think back to that graveyard scene with Matt Murdock and Frank Castle. And 
it speaks to number one, the level of acting that those two actors bring to that show. Yeah. But John Bernthal just breaking down in this cemetery as he tells daredevil of what happened to his family and how he saw it and couldn't do it. And that is what drives his rage. And no matter what, and he tells the show, he's like red and you're never going to get in my way. You will never get in my way. And yeah, man, you go back and you watch that scene. Dude, I remember getting choked up over that. I mean, John Bernthal is an amazing actor. I miss Shane on the walking dead. I think sometimes the walking dead could use a dose of Shane again. <laughs> um, he was so good as Shane and he was so good as Frank castle and man, you know, Luke Cage didn't have those moments. Iron yeah. fist by golly, didn't have any of those moments. No, Jessica Jones did took, a, took a little bit of time yeah. to get there, but man, when she is just confronting Kilgrave over what he did to her mentally and physically and sexually, you're like, Ooh, Man, you feel these characters, man. And your girl's got some retribution. Yeah. Like she's going to get her revenge. And, and I'm you're excited in, to yeah, see this. And you're in Jessica's corner and you're like, you go, girl. Yeah. Right. Go get it. Take care of some business. Man, I just with Luke Cage, it was like, Ugh, make up your mind. Uh, you know, Iron Fist, do yeah. something. Do something. Do something. You know, avenge. Yeah. Protect. Yeah. Do something. Defend. Defend. Do something. <laughs> do something danny so (laughs) dude i gotta say man you know if we're to give a letter grade uh f you failed iron fist failed i mean it doesn't even get a d i mean there's some bright spots colleen wing loved it you and i commented too she seemed to be the only one who really was diving into her character i i absolutely enjoyed the scenes with colleen loved the portrayal i'm very interested to see how she's used in defenders i i liked joy except at the very end where she just decides to turn on Danny out of nowhere out of in wrestling. That's called a heel turn. Okay. When a good guy wrestler becomes a bad guy, it's called a heel turn and a heel turn takes a while. Okay. Like if it's a tag team, well, sometimes he maybe inadvertently hits his tag team partner, some stupid garbage like that. Right. It's it's a slow burn. And then eventually like at the big pay-per-view, he turns on his buddy and oh, now we got the heel turn. Right. Right. But they don't do heel turns like John Cena just doesn't come out on like Smackdown <laughs> one day and just all of a sudden is a bad guy. And then on wearing, Raw the next week, he's black he's like, shorts. Yeah, he's wearing black <laughs> shorts now and a black shirt because that's what bad guys wear. Right. Uh, and but then he comes out on like Raw the next Monday and all of a sudden he's a good guy again. Um, the soap opera aspect of pro wrestling gets thrown out the window. That's why I felt yeah. with joy. I'm like, what? A heel turn? <laughs> there was no indication of a heel turn. I'm like, you guys suck. I was so mad when that show was over. I was like, this was abysmal, abysmal. <laughs> and it, guys, it really hurts me to say that because I, I, every time I hit the play button on Netflix and I grab my Siri remote for my Apple TV and I'm hitting play. Yeah, buddy. I'm just like, today's the day. Today is yeah. the day that I'm every going episode. To, yeah, that I'm going to fall in love with Iron Fist. Today is the day, man. I was drinking Rhino Feral positive Kool-Aid every day. I would watch that <laughs> and it, there was no magic to be given with that Kool-Aid. No. And it's just it just it didn't deliver. Agree? Disagree? I, I get like I said, if we're going to score it, dude. It's an F. It failed. It, that was an F yeah. fail. I tell you. You know what? What struck me at the very beginning when we talked about the first couple episodes? Um, 
And right, you know, when we talked about this a couple of times over the show length and we over the shows past few weeks here and we watched the first couple episodes, we said, cool, we're going to do slow burn. And we really kind of did um, still, even though we kind of just continually watched the show day after day, like it was just kind of like, cool, maybe I'll get something. Day but it was the desire to see something day. positive. It was yeah. the desire to see like a good turn. And I tell you, it's not all darkness it's not all Mm. complete turds there are shining moments in this show and and they are there they really are there's moments in the show that that i did enjoy there was a fight scene colleen wings uh fight scene uh fight scene in china yes uh with that gal with the uh the straight sword um the stunt person who did that i tell you what a fantastic uh choreography finally um that we got to see in the show um, m- completely marred against drunken master, um, you know, back to back, and and it's it's stuff like that that you're like, man, like man, this is great. We're okay now. We're moving now. We're moving, and like Rosario Dawson picking up some gloves, and like okay, like cool. She's Claire's gonna start training and like be a part of it, and dude, she Rosario Dar- Dawson, I love her. She, I am a fan of her. She's foxy. Uh, really, you know, uh, absolutely, and a com- and a comic book nerd. If you if you read comic anything about nerd. Rosario Dawson, she loves yeah. comic books. Yeah. I mean, she's into it. She loves it. She's a great actress, great on screen. One of the most clumsy physical physical fighters I've ever seen. Not her forte. Um, not her forte. Not. And they did not spend time with it. They no. did not let her spend time to get comfortable with. She that. was out of her and, wheelhouse on that one, big time. I tell you, there was so many moments, and I was talking about this with my buddies at work. There's so many moments where you can tell that the editing is just sloppy, and and it's and it's stuff like you know we talked about in the first episode, like just the major whiff. There was a Colleen headbutt in the last couple episodes that was completely off. Yeah. Um. And but even in the even in the China even in the China scenes, um, you could tell that the actors now this is typical for fight scenes and i understand this on a movie making standpoint where they pose and then action and complete a movement like that is normal however in the editing room it is your job mr editor with the director and the and the uh the fight choreographer to sit there and make sure that you cannot tell that the actors are standing in position waiting for action to be said and but if you watch if you've watched those scenes and those episodes um there are so many times where you can absolutely tell that the actors were posed and then told action in the edit on the front end of that the head of that edit is just a moment too long and it's just breaks the rhythm of the fight. Yeah. Now I, I talked a lot about this in the first couple of shows. I'm going to finally talk about, I'm going to finalize it here and be done with it. Cause I'm tired of talking about yeah, it. Yeah. We're going to move on um, from this. But uh, you know, I mentioned in the previous, previous episodes that Jackie Chan, you know, I'm a big fan of him. I'm a big fan of his work. Um, and Greg, you emailed this to me and I, and I appreciate you putting this in your email because it reminded me of some of the things that he said in that interview. Uh, but he talked about choreography and what to do right. He said, you, you one shot your fight scenes until you land a punch. When you land a punch, you, you see the punch. When you cut, you see the punch again. Okay. You actually see that punch twice. And that's what's kind of interesting. If you go back and actually watch some Jackie Chan movies, go watch Drunken Master. Go watch the actual Drunken Master uh, do his thing. Um, but you could watch, you know, uh, Project 
was it Operation Condor? You could go back, you know, uh, um, what was the uh, rumble in the Bronx? Like you can go watch a lot of his other movies and you'll see that as he's fighting the punch lands twice, once before the cut and once after the cut. And, but our brain sees it as one movement because we understand it as the same movement. Okay. So then, then they move to the next fight. Then they move to the next choreography. Um, he pointed out that that's how you, that's actually how you cut the fight scenes. And you can always tell when people are bad at fighting because there's so many cuts because they have to keep posing. They have to keep resetting the actors into a position to pose. So, so they can um, get back and they can piece it together. Right. Right. So then yeah. they can piece it together at sure. the end because they keep posing for the fight, which goes back to what um, we were saying. It's like what was lacking with this. I mean, not to cut you out, but it just reminds me, it's like, you know, choreography and editing yeah. are, are two yeah. key elements that have been missing from this yeah. show. It's like, who's the choreographer and who's the editor? Who's the one putting yeah. this together? <laughs> well, Greg actually gave us some names, which I really enjoy. I just want to call it out. Um, we really enjoyed the director of photography um, and the fight choreography for the first movie, for the first Daredevil, um, because, and we enjoyed it also uh, inside of, uh, well, Daredevil was still the best because we had Matthew J. Lloyd as a director for photography for Daredevil. We, and then we had the same guy, Manuel Belieder, was the director of photography for Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and Jessica Jones. And it's like this guy, and Greg goes kind of on to say this, this guy, we just don't think this guy knows how to film fight scenes. Yeah, You had so many great filming fights, filming of the fight scenes in Daredevil from the start. From, from episode one, the first five minutes, you had clean fight scenes. And then we get to Jessica Jones, which doesn't clean up until about halfway in. Like, you know, those fight scenes, you could tell she's trying to get used to it. And then Luke yeah, Cage, yeah, yeah, yeah. like what fight scene? And then, <laughs> and then Iron Fist fight scenes. There was supposed to be fight scenes in this. What? There's the pushing matches. And then Iron Fist with, you know, supposed to be the most technical. And anyway, so we're, uh, you know, uh, the, um, I know uh, we're seeing we're seeing Matthew J. Lloyd come back as director of photography for uh, for Defenders. Uh, so hopefully we'll get some insurgence of some just good behind the scenes work there. But I tell you, um, Kristen Ritter, uh, Michael, uh, uh, Colton. Am I getting that right? Yes. Sweet Christmas. Uh, yes. Sweet that. Christmas. And, um, and, and, um, Ev- um, Finn, Finn Jones, Finn Jones, get into a gym and start working. Like, and I'm, I'm a fat guy, but I'm just saying, like, get into, like, just start working on your choreography. Yeah, that's what we're talking but, about. It's like, they're in great shape. I mean, you know, Christian Ritter looks great. Oh. You know, Michael Colton, you know, good looking guy. Finn Jones, you know, super svelte, looking good. But yeah, yeah. man, dude, you, you get it. No complaints, but just, like, get working on your choreography, guys. Your street level heroes, and those street level heroes are going to be very different um, in how they behave than your big superheroes right yeah you know your captain america iron man uh, vision take your pick yep it, it's going to be based upon the punching the kicking the shoving the headlocks and all yeah. that stuff right so yeah i mean we don't want to keep believing you know just beating and beating on this um just but that's my final thought yeah man I, I'm, I'm with done. you guys for those who have been wanting to know our thoughts on iron fist official reasonable fanboys did not like it there were a few shining spots. They are far outweighed by the continued just, you know, nonsense of the show. 
Give it a watch if you haven't watched it. I mean, you're going to need it for some continuity sake, you know, for Defenders, which is going to be making his debut fairly quickly. Um, yep. Uh, so, yeah, you know, uh, here's to Defenders. Here's to hoping yeah. that, you know, uh-huh. Ms. Jones yeah. and Mr. Murdoch can save things um, because uh, yeah, hoping they, hoping they do. Okay, man. Punisher finished. Uh, speaking of good news, though, Punisher finished oh, wrapping great. or wrapped on its filming last week. And mm-hmm. um, so production is going to or post-production is going to continue on that. And we'll have some good news for that. Um, oh, and uh, yeah, we will. You know, we're waiting. I'm, I'm definitely waiting on season one for that. I think that's going to be. I am hope you know it's like it's hard to get back up again and again and again, but uh, at least we have a character who does have some have some established uh, you know scenes and that we can kind of lean on to say hey this is this character and um, we shall see. I am going to be optimistic about it, not even cautiously. I'm going to be optimistic about Punisher because of Shane. Uh, <laughs> so or you know John Berenthal, John but yeah. Um, but I'm I'm ready for that one for sure. I'm ready for some I'm ready for some grit again. Uh, I feel like we've been clean for the last couple couple seasons here with these new characters getting introduced. Felt like Daredevil two was uh, or is this I'm sorry the second Daredevil season was the last one where we got some grit, um, grit. some some good grit some grit. So I'm excited for some good grit. Grit is gritty, gritty. Yeah, down. Dirty and gritty. Okay, so cool. All right, let's move from the sour. Let's move from the sour to the to the sweet. So the uh, past couple weeks, again, we're recording on someday here, uh, April twenty seventh. So the week before this, uh, and the week today, and gave us Batman number twenty one. Uh, and the mm-hmm. flight. We're moving into print now. By the way, guys, Batman number twenty one, the Flash number twenty one. The button four part story. Two issues will take place in Batman. Two issues will take place in the Flash. Whoa! Holy cow, man! What, what a great start to this storyline, man. I mean, this is what Rebirth has been building to. And and while there has been, uh, some hints dropped uh, here and there uh, as to what is going on uh, with with um rebirth and we know dr manhattan is a part of this uh a certain character by the name of oz mr oz uh has been showing up in superman books bearing a striking yep. resemblance to ozymandias the smartest man in the world from the watchman universe and someone who plotted with dr manhattan uh, right. to, uh if you read the comic book very different than how it ended in the movie okay in the in the comic book the watchman which is the continuity for this not not what you saw on film but on on print they're the two who work together to bring an alien in to attack New York City to bring about world peace, where the world unites in a common understanding that there's something greater than what's uh, on the planet. Uh, Ozymandias and Dr. Manhattan work together um, to make yeah. that happen. And so this is really what Rebirth has been building towards. And there, there has been, you know, like, like I said, you know, little, little hints and bits and pieces, Dr. or Dr. Oz, Mr. Oz, Dr. Oz from TV shows up in Superman, gives him some <laughs> quack remedies that don't work. Um, no, Mr. Oz has been showing up here and there in Superman books. Um, very interestingly, he keeps saying from what I, he keeps making references to what he watches and what he sees, which of course, yeah, who watches the Watchmen, uh, Ryan? Before we get going on these two books, did you read uh, DC Rebirth, like the the standalone issue Rebirth? 
No, you need to do that. You can get it for like five dollars. Okay. Yeah. Get it digitally. Um but I did read Action Comics Volume One. Okay. And uh which was With the Doomsday. Path of Doom. Yeah. Path of Doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I believe that's who is inside of that um, Mr. Ish, uh, Oz, those yes. issues quite often. Yeah, it's so Mr. Oz. Yeah, I am. I am. I am familiar with it just because I I did pick up Action Comics Volume One. Okay, awesome, great read too. By the way, absolutely fantastic. So, um, but yeah, if you haven't got a chance to pick it up, like I say, it's five bucks. You can get it digitally. You can get it in print. Um, basically, you know, kind of sets up to where we're at in Batman number twenty one. You know, it it ends with Batman finding the button in the Batcave, the comedian's button. Uh, yeah. And then, um, so yeah, man, dude, I got to say that a couple things really stuck out with me, especially in the Batman uh, issue. And let's tackle that. Let's tackle that one first. Since I, that was the first part Yeah, is, um, I don't know if we want to, let's, let's give a spoiler alert right now. If you haven't read these books, we're going to spoil some stuff. So if you haven't read Batman number 21 or flash number 21, yeah, um, I've been hyping them on our Twitter, Twitter feed. If you're not reading them, you should be reading them. Go pick it up. It's a great place to start right now. Yeah. If you're not sure where you want to go in rebirth, this is a great place to start. Uh, you don't really need a whole lot of back information other than I would say DC uh, rebirth number zero, which again, you can get for like $5. It's about 45, 50 pages long. It's worth, it's worth the $5. I love the panel layout of that Batman oh, number yeah. 21 intentionally laid out like the watchman it is intentionally laid out in in its structure and everything and uh emotional you know batman doesn't really say much in that book um he spends a lot of time getting his butt kicked <laughs> I mean, yeah. like he's worked over yeah. which is not a surprise i mean eobard thawne is Mm-mm. is is not someone to be trifled with he is a serious villain it's not uh you know they call him the Reverse Flash, and and you know the Flash's Rogues Gallery is not uh, is it, I tell you the names that they have for the Flash Rogues Gallery it left leave a lot to be desired. <laughs> um, they do not have a lot of great names. Gorilla Grodd, uh, Gorilla you know, Grodd, Reverse Flash. Yeah, uh, you know, like because he's the bad Flash. You know, it's, 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 <laughs> get it? He's the there's a lot to be Flash. desired. Yeah. The reverse. I am everything about the flash, but reverse. Um, anyway, so he does obviously leave a lot to be desired there in sort of names, but he is not to be trifled with. He is a powerful speedster. Yeah. Um, and he does not go to kill Batman, but he wants to make sure that Batman understands, uh, what, you know, what he's about. So we see, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't interrupt, but uh, no, 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 you're, you're totally fine, yeah. man. Yeah. So, yeah. um, again, I mean, we're, we're going to spoil a little bit here. So, you know, um, essentially it picks up at the end of DC universe, uh, rebirth number zero, Batman finds the button at the end of that story and doesn't really address it again up until Batman number 21. Now, some backstory is filled in that uh, Bruce and Barry have been talking about the button, even though you haven't like seen it in print, you know, or in panel. Yeah. They, they've been discussing it, but now they're getting into the full um, analysis and figuring out where did this button come from? How did it end up in the Batcave? Who put it there? Why is it there? How did it get there? All these other things that are associated with it. And in this, you know, Batman 21, uh, he sees a ghostly apparition of Thomas Wayne from the Flashpoint. Um, yeah. 
universe. He immediately recognizes him as his father. Yeah, um, immediately. Yeah, and and I like the I like the way he put it too. He's like he said, my father carried himself in a certain in a certain manner, and so that's right. how he recognized that was his dad, just by the way that he carried himself. Um, and then you know Eobard Thawne shows up. And you think he's dead. I mean, at, at the end of Rebirth, you thought he was gone. Or excuse me, Flashpoint. Uh, Thomas right. Wayne kills him, drives us, you know, uh, one of the Amazonian swords, you know, through his back. And you think that he's dead. Somehow he's come back and he's not really sure how he's managed to come back. He just knows that he's back. And for some reason, he's after this button as well, too. And it's never really explicitly stated why he wants the button. Yeah, He just wants it. Now, if you haven't... This button seemed to, in the Batman one, the button seemed to really give off this... It really seemed to spark. It didn't... I mean, we see Eobard Thawne come in as Reverse Flash, but it's but again, he's almost surprised to be there. Yeah, it's like he didn't um, expect to and end it's up like, where he's at. You know? Yeah, he's like, okay. And I, it's like almost like, okay, that button is ju- just a button. Like That button is a talisman of some sort. Like We've got... There's some mysticism. There's some power inside of this button that that we're not really hip to yet, and I and I think that's what kind of brings yeah uh, brings Eobard Thawne through, um you know Reverse Flash through, and because he shows up and he's just like, I mean I'm here. I'm gonna cause some destruction. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna mess your cave up. I'm gonna mess you up. Uh, but I'm kind of confused as to what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost um you know almost like he's looking for Thomas Wayne. Yeah. You know, um, and, and not necessarily Bruce. Didn't expect. Yeah. yeah didn't expect Bruce. Uh, you know, he figures out that it is Bruce uh, in, in a heart wrenching moment, takes the letter that Thomas Wayne oh, wrote to, yeah. to Bruce uh, that we literally have never seen what that letter says. And which I like. I like that. Yeah. We don't need to know what Thomas wrote to Bruce. Now, it may be something they show, you know, somewhere down the line. I think they go over it in the movie, the Flashpoint, the Flashpoint movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's actually something they do reveal in there um, but, because that's the end of the movie. Yeah, is, and, and is Bruce that, reading that letter? And in the the uh, the Flashpoint movie has quite a few differences from the Flashpoint yeah. book, so yeah, yeah. it could be something similar. Um, so you know, a, a, so Eobarthon, you know, he, he doesn't, he's not sure why he's there. Now, if, if you haven't read any previous Batman rebirth there, there Batman has a mask of a character called the psycho pirate and the button interacts with this mask. And that's what brings this ghostly apparition of Thomas Wayne. The button seems to react to the energy that's coming from this mask. It has its energy of its own this radioactive energy that they really can't nail down. They can't yeah. figure out where's this coming from. And essentially Eobard um, and Batman get into a, a bare knuckle brawl and Batman does not really yeah. <laughs> as would to be expected. I mean, he, he yeah. can't go toe to toe with a no. metahuman. He just can't. And while he can certainly use some tips and tricks um, that he's got in his expansive file library on his Justice League, you know, yeah. members of how he could, you know, get into a fight with the Flash, he pulls some of that out. And it does work um, here and there, but ultimately... It sticks he, him to the ground. Yeah, and- st- stick him to the ground. Um, just essentially kind of find a way to slow him down uh, in... in basically trickery right trickery is how yeah. you're gonna you would beat a speedster uh if you're batman 
great line in that book too, because you know Barry is saving the world or saving. I forget what was the backstory. He was. Uh, well, he was he was out. Um, that there was, saving he the was world. Do- I'm saying was, is a cliche thing, but uh, yeah, no. I mean, he was out doing. He was out actually connecting with some something else. Yeah. Um, and that's what him and him and Bruce were talking about the button. Uh, before when the, when the episode starts, they hang up their little Skype call, right, or whatever, and yeah. then <laughs> and then uh, and then Eobar Thawne shows up, that's and right. so yeah. because he said, "I'll be there in a minute." And, you know, uh, and that's literally for Flash, like he'll be there in 60 seconds. And so the entire time as Bruce is getting beat up, he's counting down. There's a timer. And I love the There's timer a, in the corner. I love of, the. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And he, he's mentally he like he's mentally counting down like he's like, OK, Flash will be here any second. A minute. He just has I to just stay have to in last this fight a for a minute. Yeah. yeah, and Flash is going to be here. And there's so many kicks and punches that happen in the same second, of course. You know, yeah. you see 46 on like three panels, yeah. and then it switches to 45, 44. And so they really set it up really nice. I, re- I really enjoyed uh, the theming throughout that entire thing. But yeah, but he comes in. Uh, anyway, so yeah, but you're right. So he was out. He went to save. Um, there was a, a hockey player. Yeah, there was a was, hockey fight. That was going to yeah. die. Mm-hmm. They knew he was going to die, apparently. I don't know how they knew he was going to die, but they knew he was going to die. He goes, and that was kind of part of the ending is that he stopped to save him along the way. Mm-hmm. So he was already out doing something, and he was late because he was sto- he actually stopped to save him. Which, which, is, a, save which him. is a running theme with the Flash is that he could be on time for everything, but he's always late. Yeah. Mary Allen is always late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so great, great panel too. When, you know, the, the timer reaches zero and Bruce's head and, and, you know, he goes Barry, overtime. Yeah, he Barry says the word overtime. Like, overtime. And, and you get this idea too. This is like, Bruce is probably like, this could probably be the end right here because yeah. I, I can't go toe to toe with this guy. I can't. Yeah. And I love that. that it can when t- Batman gets caught with his pants down, it's a bad day. Yeah, like, it's it a is. Bad it's a bad day because, for the bats. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> he, he lives on being prepared. Like he lives on like, that's the reason why he survives the fights with Doomsday. That's yeah. the reason why he Dark survives side. the yeah. fight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is because he is ultimately just he did the detective work and he is absolutely prepared. But when the reverse flash just shows up in your back cave and you're just like, hello, you know, yeah, I was in the middle of drinking my tea. Mm-hmm. Like he is not prepared uh, in a way where he could really defeat him. He could slow him down. He could try to do it. You know, he stabs him in the foot because he knows he's got to stay on a gra- steady yeah, ground vibrating, to vibrate vibrating because he can't hit him when he's vibrating. But he, if he's like, oh, well, you got to stand on something homeboy. Otherwise you go through the floor. Uh-huh. So I'm going to stick you in. The, I'm going to get a little, you know, battering and stab into your foot and you know, you're going to stay right there. And he gets a, and so he gets he a couple of licks in on him at that. He point, gets a then. couple licks in, but of course, like, you know, it's not going to last. And so, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Barry, you know, is unable to show up on time. And what I really like too is it it really shows that uh, you know, while Batman is 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 by and large a lone wolf, right? I mean, he's even yeah. he's even hesitant to have Robin around and in in the time frame they're in, Robin is his is his son. That's his blood. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't always like having his own bat family around, you know, it's like, yeah, no, yeah. He's, yeah. he's always been a loner. He, he will always, you know, be if, if bad girl says like, well, I'm coming along. It's kind of like that. Like really, you know, um, <laughs> well, but- he accepts, he accepts responsibility for those he's around. And so, to keep being alone, and we all know this as Batman fans, but if you, you know, if that's where you're kind of at, it's like, that's what his deal is. He, it's not that he doesn't like to have a partner. It's the fact that Batman feels and will take ultimate responsibility for that person while yeah. they're with him. And no matter so what, if they happens, get hurt, no matter what, if they get right. hurt, so if they get hurt, it's, 
it's his fault. He didn't like, prepare. He, no matter that, how he didn't that person that got hurt well enough, right? He could have done yeah, something. It's his better. fault. Yeah. So, so he he's gonna he, so anyway yeah, but he takes responsibility for well, it. and showing that you know how he is uh, very open to rely upon his metahuman uh, partners in the Justice League. Yeah. And yeah. and knowing that man, dude, I'm really gonna need Flash here. You know, the two of us together because yeah. you know Flash has a hard enough time uh, with Eobard Thawne one on one. Yeah, sure. And so Batman's thinking together and, you know, and Batman doesn't know who Eobard Thawne is. He has no idea who this guy is. He just yeah. shows up. Right. But he, he knows that well, he's born of- like another hundred and two hundred through no 400 years in the future. Correct. So. <laughs> well, I mean, he may know who he is, but he's never had the encounter with him that, you know, I'm sure Barry right. said something once or twice about it. But, um, but, you know, Batman's figuring the two of us together uh, can defeat this guy. You know, we can find a way uh, to defeat him. So, you know, Barry shows up at the end. Batman is um, beaten like a government mule. I mean, just dunzos. <laughs> but the, the interesting thing is that Eobard would disappear and then come back disappear and then come back and to bruce and this is where you know kind of picks up the storyline in flash number 21 to bruce it feels like just mere seconds where to eobard he could have been gone for days and comes yeah, back who knows who knows he comes yeah. back but he takes the button he takes the button he takes the him. button he, he knows he wants the button like that's the whole thing he's like what's up with this thing yeah this is calling to me like i've got some he's he has a draw to it he understands that snatches the button and then poof goes off in the speed force and what is just a few seconds to uh batman eobard comes back and he is just he's half a person he's yeah he's gone he's fallen apart and all he can simply say is i god i've seen god i saw i saw god i saw god yeah and you know there's the Come on, we can connect the dots. That's Doctor Manhattan. It's the totally. It's the blue light behind him. It's how he took out Rorschach. Um, Again, if you he's half gone. So I mean, it makes sense where Doctor Manhattan went to just zap the dude. But I mean, he's a speedster. He could. He got away. He's dodging. Yeah. He got. He got. He got half of his body out of the way. But literally from top to bottom, the dude's skeleton skeleton on one side and And full on the other. Meat on the other. Yeah. Yeah. Meat on the other. And so um, I know you haven't read, you know, Rebirth number zero, um, but, you know, that's how um, uh, Pandora dies. You know, Pandora played a huge part in the new 52. She was a part of the, the Trinity War. Um, huge, huge part. Dr. Manhattan kills yeah. her in the same way that he does Rorschach. Just yeah. gone. Goodbye. Right. Yeah. And so the, that's where the issue ends is, you know, Barry standing there in the Batcave. You've got Eobard. Uh, presumably dead i think it's safe to say and batman beaten to a pulp and there lays this button and so that takes us to flash number 21 which literally picks up right where batman number 21 left not not skipping a beat doesn't skip a beat so you got batman recovering um barry has set up the crime scene and again what i love about this this book is where you know barry just openly just states that of all the people in the Justice League that he can identify with, it's Bruce. These two yeah. have a very amazing friendship with each other and such a deep yeah. mutual respect for each other. And we've joked that Batman doesn't have a lot of homies. He doesn't have a lot of brosifs. Clark is a friend, but, you know, kind of like that. Mm, okay. We'll Clark, be, had, we'll be, Clark had parents. Yeah, Clark had parents. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so like, there, there's not a lot of yeah, yeah. Clark had mom and dad. Uh, Barry didn't. Barry, yeah. Barry, Barry didn't. didn't. Yeah, and so there is that that similarity between the two, and they both have this passion for science and forensics, and and um, I just love how they just continue to just build on this deep yeah. respect that Batman has for the flash. And and we all know that Batman doesn't always think very highly of metahumans. He will always be suspicious of metahumans. He will always be suspicious of, of, of aliens like Martian Manhunter, like Kal-El, uh, even Diana, he will be suspicious of, but the flash a little bit different, a little bit different in how he views the flash. Still knows how to beat him if push comes to shove. If the Flash decides that he wants to go oh, rogue, yeah. Batman's got a nice big manila folder with how tos on how to take care of the Flash. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah so um, we pick up in Flash number twenty one. You know, Barry's again. He's got the crime scene set up. Batman is recovering, just beaten, bloodied. You know, almost literally beaten to the point of death. Yeah. And, and hands down on this heart artwork too. By the way. Oh, right. It's fantastic. Yeah fantastic and that's where and this is where like barry and this is where even bruce tells barry that he knows it was his dad because of how thomas carried himself just to echo your point from earlier it does happen in flash uh the flash comic here yeah flash 21 not batman number 21 and so you know the flash um as he tends to sometimes do he's going to take this on himself and so you know uh bruce explains to him he's like you know eobar thon was here he claims he saw god not a god but like i saw god and, i and, saw god yeah, yeah. And, and bruce makes a point to say he wasn't like saying he just saw like some super powerful being like a dark side or something like that that he is seeing something that is just so far beyond rational explanation that right he just said god i just saw god and barry goes to the to the uh to the watchtower uh the justice league watchtower in orbit above earth Great throwback to some of the old Justice League adventures in there because they have like their own little vault of enemies that they've defeated throughout the years of technology that they just don't really understand. So they just kind of lock it away so no one else can get a hold of it. And he goes to the the cosmic treadmill and which is kind of corny when you think about it. But that's all right. It's a comic book. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Again, like we have our moments. We have our moments moments of cheese. There's some melted cheese. The cosmic treadmill. (laughs) And... Um, you know, Flash is going to try to find this this point in in time where chase down this button, chase, chase down, down this the, button, chase down the energy, and of course, Batman's wise to everything that the Justice League members do. Nothing, he, so he, you know. So he shows up. Yeah. Hey. So <laughs> you trip the alarm, and so you know the Flash, of course, is you know trying to convince him you don't come, and he's like, let's go. And in a very cool moment, you know, Flash starts running on this treadmill, and you've got Batman like harnessed to it, and I love. Yeah, the, he's like he he he's got that batarang just kind of hang on yeah, with the like, rope on yeehaw! it and he's just <laughs> hanging on for dear life <laughs> through, that, through all those panels just and flash is just hang on bruce hang on buddy yeah and you <laughs> just, know and i i love the aspect to that because you know barry doesn't want bruce to come not because um like he doesn't think bruce is up to it he he just tells me he said if you let go if you fall off i may never find you yeah you could just be gone and lost. They're and, lost in time. He's running through the speed force yeah, and the cosmic treadmill. He, and I may never he, find He you. can run fast to get through the speed force and that helps him time travel. We've, we know that kind of about flash. That's kind of part of the MO here. Like it's just kind of, uh, you know, bill of sale here, but 
the cosmic treadmill helps him actually go through the multiverse as yes, well. Yes. And, he, um, and they, not they, just they his see own timeline as they go. He yeah. can, he can travel through alternate realities and that's, that's essentially kind of what that happens. He's able to go through. If you'll think, uh, I think it's fifth dimensionally. Um, he's not just passing through a moment in time. He's passing through possibilities of time. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and they, so, they pass through, yeah old justice league members meeting each other. And they're like, I don't remember this. When did this happen? And yeah, it's one of the alternate path that they, they started differently. And I love it because it's totally a callback to one of like just classic, you know, 60s, 70s Justice yeah, League comics that were just comics. Yeah, man. <laughs> super cheese. Yeah. Um, and, in and they're the, like, I don't remember starting like that. Like, that's yeah. ridiculous. We never said those things. But they <laughs> did. But those characters did yeah. in a different universe. Yeah. We ought to form a, a club or a society. Yeah, more of a club, <laughs> a society, which is a throwback to how the Watchmen started. Right? Right. Um, yeah. The yeah. original, you know, when I'm talking about the original Watchmen, like, there were, there were a couple of different incarnations of the Watchmen in the Watchmen book. And that's sort of like, well, let's form a club. Let's form yeah. a group, right? And so, yeah, you've got Batman hanging on. Uh, Barry, you know, really, I mean, he's got to navigate the cosmic treadmill and make sure Batman is like, you know, like looking back, like, yeah. is he still there? Or did I lose him yeah, somewhere yeah. along the way? But I just love that care for him uh, in those pages that that he doesn't again it's not that he doesn't think batman is up to the challenge batman is always going to be up to the challenge even if he knows sure. i mean eobard just shows up out of nowhere and he's going to fight him he's up to the challenge he just doesn't want to lose bruce he's like man i I'm, i can never find you it's possible you could yeah. you could fall out of this and just gone and you know, yeah. try to find you probably wouldn't and so yeah well, he finally turns up the speed on it. So they, they come the across speed, yeah. those alternate realities and Barry just goes, I got to run faster. And he kicks it up to 11 <laughs> you imagine and Batman's breaks like, the damn his, treadmill. His face all spreading back know, faster. Just, <laughs> just like a pug, like a pug with his head out the window. Yeah, just, just nothing but lips flapping <laughs> and eyeballs budging. Yeah. Like, but he breaks the treadmill, man. Like he, he totally breaks the treadmill mm-hmm. and he reaches back and I'm looking at the panel right now. It looks so good. And he's just in, in Batman, yells flash and he's going don't let go that's all he says yeah. to him is don't, just, don't let, let go, go. Yeah. and they and they're into this storm and that's what they kind of fall into is this white storm and they crash land and everything's a mess and they get up and they look around and he goes this is my bat cave and he's, and he's looking around i love it i love it because he's like man he goes this is before i this is this is right before I really got started, and I love those little mm-hmm. mo- that moment, um, especially with what's coming because he he identifies everything of just kind of like man this is this is where I this is how I started this was before the cowl he goes this is before the cowl I started this way like I started this is where I started all my detective work and there is a just in the beginning of the in the beginning of the of the the comic the Flash comic and the Batman comic you see like a bunch of canisters. And that's where you mentioned the, what is it? The, um, the pirate, uh, psycho pirate, psycho pirate. Yeah. And Batman has, um, memorabilia essentially yes, from, from, from every major from his escapades. Villain. Yeah. From all of his right. escapades. And so he's got all these, he's got all these, uh, keepsakes. He's got weapons and, and masks and, and stuff like that. And, uh, when he gets up, they get up and there's one, there's only one of these showcases uh and he's and he's looking around he's going man this is it and he's going but wait a second i don't 
I don't recognize this. He goes, but I know that gun. That's the gun that killed my parents. That's the gun. And I never got it. And that's what's kind of interesting is I never, that's the one thing I've never been able to track down. I never found it. It was always gone. And that's the one thing that's always hit me. And you turn to the last, the last page of this, of this comic book. And, uh, you just see, you see Thomas Wayne pulling off the cowl and he just says, son, and it's Bruce without his cowl on and Barry's in the background just going WTF. Yeah, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? what? And you see, you see both Batman standing, facing each other, you know, father and son who have, you know, who haven't seen each other in 40 years at this point. Well, Bruce was a um, child. Right. The yeah. Last time Bruce was, was five yeah. or six, right, when he died. So you're seeing them connected. You're seeing like them stare each other, look at each other for the first time, and you're realizing that one, you're realizing a couple of things I thought was kind of interesting. One, that uh where where Bruce started before he put on the cowl is where Thomas is currently at well into his Batman career. Oh yeah. And he's only got like papers. Like he doesn't have the computer set up. Like he wasn't he wasn't the engineer. No, he wasn't and that the, yeah, the Thomas Wayne Batman is very different from the Bruce Wayne Batman. That Batman would he's kill. not the detective. He would, he, yeah, he was just a vigilante justice. Yeah. He was essentially the yeah, Punisher he, wearing Batman ears is essentially yeah, what he, he was. was. Yeah. I mean he kills. He mm-hmm. has no problem. He Carries wears a guns all the time. Yep. Yeah, he does have no issues with anything. I mean, he lost his son and his wife. And if you're, and if I don't know if the yeah, hit on this, this is yeah. echoing it, but his wife is essentially Martha Wayne is the Joker in, in this universe in the, in the Flashpoint universe. Yeah, in the Flashpoint universe because um, she goes. He only Bruce dies uh, in in this universe, not Thomas and Martha, but only Bruce. Um, and so she snaps, loses it. Um, and I think it's his blood actually wipes up on her face because she's just buried in his chest. Right. Um, and that ends up being the smile Mm -hmm. and, uh, very, very psychotically dark. Um, a little little bit, just a touch. (laughs) Just so, I mean, it's such, I mean, it's already a dark storyline, right? Like his parents get shot and that's how he becomes the Batman. And there's a lot of things about him that echo that. But when you realize like the other side of that universe, the alternate reality, right? What if the gun was pointed just one other way? Um, and Bruce died, like well, what kind of effect that has? And it's such a darker side of the, of the universe. And I, and it's anyway, looking at the panel, looking at the final sequence here, we get to see, um, Thomas and Bruce looking at each other for the first time, um, in their adult lives, <laughs> really essentially. It's amazing. Dude. Um, it's a, it's, and it's, it's and a I, powerful moment in comics, man. It really is. Yeah. It's so rad. It's so good looking. They've done a great job with the artwork and you can see the shock on everyone's face. And, uh, it's, it's truly, um, one of the few times when a cliffhanger really works for me because I, I am chomping at the bit for Batman 22. Cause this is flash. This is the end of flash 21. Yes. So, uh, man, I can. I am so looking next forward month, to next pick week. Up in Batman number twenty-two. Is or it next, next month? Week? I think it's next month. I thought it was weekly, but it may be next month. Yeah, I believe it's next month. Yeah, I think they'll probably stretch it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, this is you know, uh, we we talk about you know where where do you jump in, right? And we we talk about this weekly. Where yeah. do you jump in in a storyline? Right now, guys, if you're um, and again, I mean, it may sound like the reasonableness or beating on that DC bandwagon. There's a reason. There's a reason rebirth has been just rejuvenating to comics. And, yeah. you know, you've been diving into Superman. You're getting back into Superman. I, yeah, like, I got to. 
dude, Superman is fantastic under the rebirth. I had label. such a slow start to rebirth. I tried, I should have, you know what? And I made a mistake when rebirth started was that I just tried to dive into some alternate characters. Cause I felt like I knew the characters sure. enough yeah. and I was just like, cool. So, you know, soups is like, of course everybody's reading Superman. I'm going to read black Canary. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to read red hood and the outlaws. Like, here we <laughs> yeah. go. And I was so disappointed and there's probably a reason for that. Um, cause I'm not a super fan of red hood and the outlaws. Um, not saying they're bad but characters. You just you're not, not saying they're bad yeah, characters. Yeah. I'm not a super fan of Red Hood and the Outlaws. Yeah, but I tell you, when Superman, um, and I and I picked up, I picked a volume one, uh, digitally of the Superman, um, Superman series. So starting with you know just Superman number one inside the Rebirth series. Yeah, um, and I read that one first. Which was a hit, which essentially kind of happened second, uh, uh, kind of in order. Yeah, of, of yeah. The action comic storyline is is a is a touch like behind where Superman right is at. Yeah, so the action comics happen first, and then Superman comics happen. Yeah. So just in case you're wondering, I did the hard work there for you. Um, but anyway, I read Superman Volume One, and I was like, it was episodes one or issues one through six. Um, such a such a refreshing storyline i'm texting john uh going back and forth and then i just decided i was like you know what i'm gonna go back and read action comics um and figure out what the difference is um and i started that's where i started to get that like that old you know the the thing we complain about marvel with a lot of just like how how much you know uh, saturation of this character are we going to see inside of comic books and how much am I going to end up spending at the end of the day when I'm reading these comic books yeah. right and so and that's where I started to kind of get a little bit but I tell you the volume one of action comics so good yeah so yeah. good return of the pre-52 doomsday um, now I did, doomsday yeah, they killed Superman I mean that there was a new 52 doomsday Right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but the Doomsday in um Action Comics, Rebirth Action Comics, that is the Doomsday that killed Superman. Superman. Yeah. They yeah. make that very clear. The, yeah. And, they talk about it quite a bit. And, and, and he recognizes you, Superman yeah. immediately. I mean, like, oh yeah. you, oh, here we go. <laughs> Get ready. Yeah. You Doomsday know. doesn't have quite the doesn't have the vocabulary, but no, but he, he uh, recognizes yeah, Kal El immediately. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. Yeah. And so they update essentially Lex Luthor is uh, a sort of a different kind of a ghost of a character there. Mm -hmm. he, he is claiming to be good. Uh, he is claiming to be, you know, he is not the evil takeover monster mm -hmm. that 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 Superman has known him to be, Where's I guess, in shield? his world. Where's the Superman? In his, on yeah. His, yeah. On his Earth, essentially, because this is a different Earth Superman. That's who this is. Well, and, the, um, and this Superman is the again, if you don't if you're not aware and you're just jumping into this show for the first time, you're not reading Superman. This Superman is the pre 52 Superman. So this is the Superman that died at the hands of Doomsday, resurrected yeah. in the regeneration chamber. Um, right. you know, fought the, the eradicator fought the cyborg Superman that, that yeah. is who this Superman is. Yeah. And from his in, without spoiling too much, the new 52 Superman will make his way back in. But if you're playing some catch up, you have some cool surprises waiting for you. But yeah, he, it, it, in his universal view, Lex Luthor is just bad. He's just, yeah, bad. he's no good. Yeah. Yeah. And this Lex no Luthor good. isn't so bad. He is a protector yeah. of Metropolis. Yeah. Yeah, and he and he dons the you know he dons the cape, he dons the shield, he uh, the symbol. Um, wants to assure uh, Metropolis that he is there for them. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, and 
And that's when this new Superman shows up and he's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Why how, is Lex Luthor wearing my How cape? dare you Why wear is Lex shield? Luthor? Yeah. How dare right. you Yeah. This? He gets super upset. I loved it. I love the exposition between the two. I love that conversation. How it's like, cool. We're going to work together right now. And Lex is like, dude, we're allies. And Supes is like, no, we're not. You know, we're not allies. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm st- I still have a lot of questions for you. And Lex is going, cool, because I still have a lot of questions for you. Yeah. Like, why are you here? Yeah, because <laughs> like, according to be here. Yeah, where this universe is, the new 52 Superman uh, has died. So the world yep. is under the assumption that Superman is gone and dead. Yeah, and now gone. all of a sudden, Superman is back. And yeah, yeah. So Where did he come from? Such yeah. a great so, dynamic, anyway, dude. Such a great. He, he comes out of the yeah. He he comes out of that regeneration chamber. He was still donning the black suit. Um, in a lot of those like in between episodes, but essentially between the end of New Fifty Two and the start of Action Comics and Rebirth, um, there's quite a bit of story there that I still haven't caught up on. That I'm kind of excited to go back and catch up yeah, on. Great way to play Convergence, um, Black Suit, yeah. Superman, Convergence, and then Lois and Clark. Yeah. Not not the TV show, <laughs> the comic book. Lois and Clark uh, was Why actually am I watching Dean Kane. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Lois and Clark is actually you know labeled Lois and Clark Road to Rebirth is what it's. Oh, okay, yeah, so cool. and it explains how. So, yeah. You know uh, what they've been doing um, because you find out they've actually been living in the in the new 52 universe and doing their thing since it all started. Yeah. They've they've always been there, but just like yeah. helping behind the scenes type of thing. Yeah, it's really cool. Bla- as as black suit Superman as black as well. suit so, Superman. Yeah. And yeah. And, so he wore the black suit. Um, so anyway, as we fast forward into like that, uh, I thought we, I get to see one of my favorite Superman villains, the Eradicator. Yep. Um, very cool. One of my absolute favorite Superman villains. Um, and reading that's in, so the action comics, uh, we get to see the confrontation with doomsday again. Um, Obviously, Superman is still living through to see <laughs> Superman number one. Uh, so, he, spoiler alert, he makes together. it. <laughs> he makes it. He, he lives through it. this he time. He lives through this one. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 he remembers the fight. Um, and so, but he's, his son is watching from the sidelines the entire time, John. And he, uh, and so he's very aware of that. Wonder Woman comes in, helps out. Oh, um, those two together just wailing on Doomsday and that artwork. So oh my yeah. gosh. It was so good. Spot on, man. And, <laughs> so and Wonder good. Woman is so torn too, because her in the new 52 era Superman were an item. Right. They were a thing. They were together. They were together. So I tell you. The class, though, that that Wonder Woman yep. always has. Um, she's a classy she lady. She understands. She's a classy she's lady. A classy lady. She she's 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 been she's been around the block a few times. That's right. She's she classy. understands. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a, it's such a it's such a uh, vulnerable moment when you see um, when you see Lois meet uh, Diana and uh, meet John and Di- Diana meets John and Lois and this Superman and he's like, hey, um, this is you know. He under he knows about the relationship that New Fifty Two Superman and her had, and so he's kind of like I'm confronting this, you know, uh, a little awkwardly because you had a relationship who someone essentially just looks exactly like yeah, me. I just look a little um, bit older. I mean, the the pre Fifty Two yeah, Superman, essentially, is, he just he looks was older because he, he is older. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, for all intents and New purposes, he looks just like me and has all yeah. my abilities and yeah. everything. <laughs> and I tell you, she drops this line, and I and I can't I can't even paraphrase it, John. Um, I have to, I have to look it read up the and I have panel, to read it Ryan, verbatim. Read the panel. I, Cause I, I've actually, is yours digital? Mine's actually a print copy. 
Mine is digital. Oh, man. You're breaking yeah, my heart. Mine is breaking my heart, dude. Dude, hey, it makes it. I, tell I know. You, it makes it, it super for convenient. Me, it's making for a lot you, of sense right now. Man, smell that paper, though. But yeah, she's got a great oh, line. The I paper does, is delicious. I want you to read that panel. <laughs> but she, uh, they, they end up meeting each other for the first time. And I tell you, there's a few of these moments, these tender, this little tender moment. Um, and uh, I hope I can get to it quickly. Uh, let's see. <laughs> dead air. Yeah. Dead air. Dead I know. air. Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Uh, it's yeah. towards the end, dude. It's pretty close to the end. I believe they've already defeated Doomsday, I think, at that point. Yeah. There's also, just to kind of throw this in there. Do I need to grab there, my physical col- copy, Ryan? Is it faster to find it on a physical copy? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> Goofball. Good grief. He, Digital is so much more he, convenient. Arrow, 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 forward, 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 forward. <laughs> zoom in, zoom out. Pinch, zoom. Clear. Ah, crash, reload. Ah, all right. There it is. I'm here. Okay. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a disaster. <laughs> Um, uh, and uh, so Lois and and Diana are talking to each other, and she goes, "Where uh, where we come from? Wonder Woman and I were friends. We were really close friends." And uh, she and Wonder Woman, being the class act that she is, uh, says back to her, "It shall be no different here, Lois." Yeah. Uh, and I think it's such. Uh, and then of course John in the background, me too. And she goes, "You too. You <laughs> you too, little man. Wink, wink. You too." Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I man. thought, and I think it's such a it's such a moment where such a you know Diana, man. such a great character. Diana has suffered loss, mm-hmm. um, a big loss with Superman being gone, with her Superman being gone, and that moment when she thinks she may have seen him again or maybe have him back, and then realizes that no, this is this is not the person that I know. This is not my Clark. This is not my yeah, Superman. It's a different Clark. Um, this is this is Lois's. Superman. And then this, this Clark has Clark. no memories of our. And there's yeah, there's nothing that he wasn't. That wasn't him. It was a different person. Um, because because in Clark's pre fifty two existence, him yeah. and, and Wonder Woman were never a thing. There were sometimes little flirtations between the two. Sure. Yeah, but they were never an item. They were never a thing. Yeah. And yeah, man, it's the, the way they've handled the Wonder Woman. The Wonder Woman. Oh man, the way they've handled Wonder Woman under Rebirth. It it would have been very easy to paint her. Uh, you know, is this suffering? Oh, the loss, the the pain, the sorrow, um, which is touched upon in in Justice League Rebirth. But yet, she's also got so much wisdom and nobility yeah. that she knows she must go on. And even though she's hurting, she's dealt with loss before. Yeah, and even though she's hurting, and I'm really enjoying uh, Wonder Woman standalone series under Rebirth. Really, am enjoying that one. And she is, you know. She is at a crossroads in terms of a yeah. of, of relationship wise, right? Because yeah, she still has Steve, you know, on the side, quote unquote. But then, but she's lost, you know, Kal El, who she loved very much, and it wasn't just a fling. It wasn't just a yeah. Oh, we just happen to be you know super powered people, and let's get together. There was a genuine love, um, yeah, right. And that she could identify with Kal El feeling isolated, you know, from right. humanity because yeah. she feels that. So right. yeah, dude, there's so much just great stuff going on in Rebirth and and to kind of, you know, put a big old bow on all this, unless there's anything else you wanted to add to Flash number 21, guys, pick it up and read it. If you can't get to your comic yeah. shop, pick up your iPad, hit Comixology. I like to buy it through the DC app. Ryan likes Comixology. Six of one, half dozen of the other. You're going to get the same book. Yeah. Okay. Get the book. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you, my, my two copies were digital just because I couldn't make the hour long trek to my comic book shop. 
So I bought them on my iPad, read it, loved it. Pick them up and read them. It is a great yeah. place to dive into the rebirth. And it we really think is. that you're going to be encouraged to uh, check out some some of the stuff that came before it. And Marvel, please, if you're watching what's happening with Rebirth, do this with Marvel now. I'm do with it, Legacy. It should be. Thank you. Legacy. Yeah, Marvel Legacy. Do this with Marvel Legacy. Again, it comes back to content, price. Yeah. And 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 ease of readability and rebirth is doing that man a little bit of a rocky start to begin, but man dude it, it just those stories are feeling good and and they're interconnecting and um, I'm with you man Batman number twenty two I I want it like right now I want to read it right now oh, yeah and yeah. and I'm I'm willing to wait because it's going to be a great continuation and we know that nothing is going to be solved you know because this is going to be a, a long going thing but. You know, Doctor Manhattan more than likely is going to make himself very well known to yeah, this DC universe, excited. and yeah. and this is someone that you know Superman's not going to be able to go toe to toe with. Um, nope, because he could just buy. You know, he, he he yeah he splits stuff at the molecular level. Yeah, and there's <laughs> there's only so much solar energy they can keep soups together on that one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man, it's going to be really cool, dude. I tell you, I, so in the thir- in the theme of reading books and what I've kind of been, so I've been obviously like the last few days essentially has been Superman for me. Yeah. Um, before that though, I did, um, I'm almost done with the goddess of thunder. Yeah, uh, man. You dove one. into a little bit of Marvel. Yeah. We're Marvel now. Yeah, some Marvel yeah, now. It was eight, it was $8 for volume one. Nice. Nice. So that is a hundred percent worth it. <laughs> Go pick it up. Yeah. Uh, goddess. Of, it is the very goddess cool. of thunder, yeah. right? Goddess of Thunder. Yeah. So it's that it was those new Marvel now is kind of their um, ability for Marvel to write other stories aside outside of the main Marvel continuity. Kind of like um, uh, Ultimate Marvel. If you remember the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Ultimate Universe. Stuff like that. So some of the best writing aside. was in the Ultimate Universe, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, reading uh, the colorized uh, Savage Dragon Volume One, yes. Baptism of Fire. Um, I'm reading also reading. Uh, you know, as much as we've been talking about our Marvel and DC that we have uh, been reading into, been reading. Um, getting into starting uh, the first Britannia, which was about last year. I still hadn't read that all the way through. I I picked it up, really excited about it, but never ended up diving in because of everything else that we were doing. Uh, so I finally got a chance to crack that open. So I'm in the first couple pages of that. I'm in the first couple pages of Exo Man of War Volume 1, mm, which I picked up on a Humble yes. Bundle deal. So I ended up getting like Volume 1s through 5 for like 10 bucks. Exo. Um, Exo. So good. Man of War. Um, so that's kind of, and I started a little bit of Hellboy today. I was like, you know what? I'm going to read my volume one of Hellboy and see the destruction and, good. uh, get your dark yeah, horse man. on, man. Yeah. So yeah, get my dark horse on. So I've been all over the game. Yeah, you are, man. So, uh, fill people in on what I've got. Mm-hmm. I got a couple of books still sitting here. Um, picked up faith volume one, uh, print copy. Yeah. Um, interesting. Very cool. You know, she's part of the Harbinger okay. group. 
Um, so I'm enjoying that Superman volume two, of course, uh, trials of the super sun where uh, I'll be reading that pretty shortly yeah, as well. Superboy punches so Robin know. square in the in square in the bread basket <laughs> towards the end of that <laughs> knocks the wind out of him. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, black hammer from dark horse comics. Um, yeah. So yeah, very, very cool read. If you guys haven't taken a look at that one, uh, you know, dark horse is very similar to, image in that there is no dark horse universe right so uh there can be crossover between books but there is no like dark horse multiverse dark horse universe black hammer basically is a story of some superheroes that were kind of like golden age type of heroes you know throwback costumes things like that and they mysteriously get transported to another reality another world and they're stuck on a farm and some of them have powers that have to be huh. hidden and, and things like that. And they're trying to figure out how to get back. The world in which they left is trying to figure out where they went. It's a really interesting uh, spin on superheroes. And at $1.99 an issue, I am more than willing to continue forward reading this. Now, I don't know if it's going to be a regular part of my reading. Issue number one really picked my interest. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so Black Hammer's, you know, been looking at that, uh, of course, you know, still with, you know, Black Science, Walking Dead, but I do have some books that are on the way um, that I just ordered while we were sitting here talking. Um, I'm jumping into, <laughs> nice. I'm jumping into some Marvel now, uh, all new X-Men volume one. Uh, yeah. Britannia is on its way and uh, Detective Comics volume one under, under rebirth. So man, just there's like our favorite TV shows, our favorite books, man, there's just so much time in the day. <laughs> To, to just read um but man there's there's a lot of good comic, really is, yeah man. there's a lot of good comic book stuff going on uh we just want to encourage you guys let us know what you're reading we we always love to hear what you guys are reading if you have a recommendation for us if you think we were off our rockers with iron fist let us know if you think we're a couple of dumbledorks when it comes to flash <laughs> number 21 and batman number 21 let us know um but man we're loving what what dc's doing with rebirth Want to love what Marvel's going to do with Marvel Legacy, and we really want got our hopes up for it for sure. And we really wanted to like Iron Fist, but we just didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, we really did. We did, man. We did. We honestly wanted to like it. We did. We're not so cynical that we can't you know see beyond our own noses here. It's it's something that we both talked about. We both talked about being cautiously optimistic. We both talked about saying, you know, I know when we when we ended Luke Cage, we were like, man, I'm really hoping Iron Fist can pick this up. Um, you know, and I don't, I'm not going to end on a sour note at all, but it nope. was just, we're not going to, you know, I said this in our last show a couple shows ago, I guess, but I, I went on a little soapbox rant. It's, you know, we want to, we approach these things as fans. And so that's the only way that we can kind of see this stuff is still as fans. Um, and that's the way we're going to talk about it, but we're not going to be blind to fandom you know uh we have things that we are blind fandom about and that's the way it is and you know that's just <laughs> us but with most of most of our watchings uh most of our readings we're we're not going to be blind fandom it's going to yeah. be talking about what you know exactly what we how we see it but and, yeah. and even even in our favorite comic books as well too i mean if you know we we pick up batman oh, yeah. 22 next month and if it you know lays a lays some a cheese turd, in it we'll we'll let you know we'll let you know it's like oof, yeah. man he's well, we talked about cheese being in the comic books that we were already in you know just, just tonight so yep. there was some cheese cosmic in it. treadmill <laughs> run on it run on it 
All right, guys. And that's uh, in Flash 21. Yeah, so the cosmic it's trend. brand new. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, hey, something that uh, we forgot to mention a couple times, um, and we know we're going a little bit long. Thank you for being patient with us. We had so much cool stuff we wanted to talk about. Um, if you love our show, please subscribe. Whatever yeah. your whatever feed that you're using, uh, whether it's SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, maybe you love listening to us on your Xbox One and you're using, I think it's just yeah. called like <laughs> podcast. I think that's all Xbox it's, podcast or yeah, something. Yeah, box podcast. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you enjoy just staring at your TV screen and listening to a couple of bearded dorks talk about nerd stuff. Awesome. Please subscribe. That helps us out tremendously. Uh, and give us a review. Do you like what you yeah. hear? Okay. We, we want to hear from you guys. We love hearing about you, hearing about you, hearing from you, from email, from Twitter. We love all that. We love to answer back. Ryan had to teach me how to use Twitter. I'm not a, I'm not a technology curmudgeon. I'm just not a social media guy. And <laughs> Norm, you're a cool dude, man. Um, I love talking with you this week. That was very cool, man. Thanks for, you know, giving the shout out to the vinyl. By the way, the turntable is awesome. Um, but uh, so I on the Twitter app and I'm like, Ryan, how do I talk to these people on Twitter? So, let me let me break that open a little bit because yeah. that was too funny. Yeah, uh, go ahead. So man. I, Throw me under the bus, dude, because, hey, like I said, I'm not a tech newbie. I, I just I don't do the Twitter. So I'm like, he, he, he texts me. He goes, John, there's some cool stuff about Star Wars and turntables. I'm, you know, I'm going to let you respond like, to those. And normally Nor- Norm is lighting us up about Star Wars and, and yeah. turntables. I said, man, that is all you, dude. And normally like, I'll, go res- for it. I'll respond on yeah. the computer because I have auto log in for Twitter. You'll know if it's me <laughs> tweeting because I'm very to the point. Ryan gives it a little bit more personality. But I'm on my on my iPhone. I'm like, all right, I'll download the Twitter app, sign in. I'm like, oh, what's our login again? I forget. <laughs> what's the password? I know, right? Terrible co-host. Like, oh, dude. Yeah, I know. And so I'm like, how do I talk to these people? So go ahead, so, dude. Throw me under the bus because I deserve it. No, it's it. just I that, it. man. Like, I get, uh, he's like, he texts me. He's like, cool. So, uh, I said, hey, man, do you mind responding to these guys? He's like, sure, sure, sure. And so like, uh, like an hour or two goes by and he's just like, hey, man, I got the app downloaded. What's our, uh, what's our login? So I sent him our password and he's like, because, cool, cool, cool. because I have auto login on both right. my MacBook have, Air and my MacBook yeah. Pro. They're already logged in. I can just go right to the fair, Twitter feed. And it's fair right. enough. And our password's real weird. So, uh, so password I, I again, text Ryan? them. No, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I texted you. Well, maybe we put on the recording. You'll listen to it and you can remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I write it down. I text it to him and he, and he goes, cool, cool, cool. Uh, uh, what's the, um, what's the username? <laughs> That's what I like. Like put I did this number, dude. I'm like looking at my phone. Where's where's the dead gum phone? Anyway, so I'm looking at my phone, I'm just going, All right, that's I'm gonna take a break. <laughs> so like I get up and I go to the bathroom and I'm like, no. <laughs> like, no. Uh, I seriously didn't like, know what the past what the username was. I'm like, I know RFB, is it all caps? Is it is it our email <laughs> address? Caps matter? Oh, I'm the worst. <laughs> <laughs> text him that and he gets in there and like you Excuse know me. maybe another 10-15 minutes goes by and I get another text and he's like uh cool so so how do I like talk to him <laughs> I'm like I'm, so I went through the painstaking process oh, man. of capturing a screenshot via iMessage you're teaching me how to tweet <laughs> and then going through like all the markup features yeah. and like circling I've got different colors guys I circled oh, yeah. colors with text matching the colors of each icon and I did this whole thing and I hit by the time I finish and hit send I looked at our Twitter feed and he had already responded <laughs> I figured it out I got it nailed it <laughs> nailed 
nailed it. Like, went through this whole thing, and he goes, he goes, uh, he's like, he, he's like, I think you like thought I was being a, a smart with you. No, a, not at all, man. Not smart Alec. Oh, I thought you were thinking I was being a smart. Alec. You're like, okay, dude, I get it. No, no, not not at all, man. Dude, seriously, I just again, man, dude. When it comes to tech, man, I'm on my game, dude. I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. I just. Twitter, man, I just have not the done Twitters. not a lot of exposure to it. And I haven't really. You, had got, you finally got a tweeter. Yeah, I know, right? So Norm, thank you. It was awesome talking to you, man. <laughs> um, keep listening to the show, but yeah, please, you know, give us a review. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you love, um, or yeah. you, that you hate us, and the very side of us makes you sick. <laughs> you know, whatever. Because I know, you know, we stare at each other for a couple hours. It makes us sick after a while because <laughs> can't look at this guy anymore. And I always my find video screen's real my, small on my computer. Yeah, I, like, I I'd minimize it real minimize me <laughs> really tiny. <laughs> All right, man. Anything else you want to add, dude? Uh, it's been a long winded nah, man. Set. We had, we just we, just long winded tonight. This this episode, you know what's funny is the notes on the notes in the calendar event that we that I put up uh, say one thing at the bottom. Do you remember what that it's thing gonna was? It's going to be an hour. <laughs> an hour. Nope. <laughs> it's like an hour. Let's do it. It's two and a half. This is our longest show. It is. It is. So you, you guys may not get another one for maybe a little bit of an extended period. But uh, yeah. Um, but, you know, guys, seriously, you know, thank you for listening. Um, you know, diving yeah. into to the Twitter a little bit more than I normally do. Uh, it is very cool to hear from you guys. It really is. Um, yeah. You know, I, I know I can speak for Ryan. It it what we do. Um, we love this topic and this conversation. And believe me, it doesn't end when this show's over. I mean, him and I, we game together as <laughs> well, too. So it's not unusual for us to run some uh, strikes and we're talking comic books and stuff while we're doing that. So these conversations don't end when the show ends, but um, I know it's very humbling for me. Um, also, you know, on our sister show, uh, saucy riffs that, you know, for people to take the time, uh, whether it's weekly, biweekly, or in the case of our show, sometimes you get one episode and like four days later, you get another one. It's like, surprise, here's another one. You know, we're still listening to that other marathon session. Here's another one for you. Um, we just thank you guys, man. It's just so cool that you take the time to listen to us, uh, whether it's in the car, um, through your smartphone or your tablet or your Xbox or wherever you're listening to us. Just thank you. It's very, it's very humbling. And to, to see people take the time to, um, respond to something like a new turntable or something. Um, I was very humbled by that. I was like, man, here's a guy, Norm, you're a cool dude. We've never met. We probably wouldn't even know each other if we walked by each other down the middle of the street. Um, but you took some time to say, Hey man, I love, you know, here's a picture of my turntable. We talked a little tool. Um, so it was very cool, man. So, you know, thank you guys. We'd love to hear from you is really what I'm saying. And even though it takes me a while to figure out Twitter, Damn it. This Twitter. <laughs> we'll get it. I'll get it. <laughs> nah, I, I can't echo your statement enough, man. We, we very humbled that people uh, tune in and, and, um, and decide to that, uh, this, that decide that we will be a part of their week. And I think, uh, I thank you guys for letting us be a part of your week. And I, and it's very humbling. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, for, with everything. So, uh, with all that being said, This has been Reasonable Fanboys. My name is Ryan. I am John. Have a great one.